uh, we have relocated, I guess, permanently or temporarily yet permanently to the uh, kitchen. That's where we are at. Uh, like I mentioned last week, I rearranged my living room furniture and basically my entire apartment. So now it's hard to find a spot in my small ass apartment to do prospects after dark. But what we're doing tonight is we're going to continue last week's tradition as we have relocated prospects after dark to the kitchen. Uh, again, welcome to Prospects After Dark. Hello, everyone, as you come in. Uh, I'm very glad that you could join us this evening if you are here. You know, we say it at the beginning of, beginning of every episode, we've got plenty, uh, uh, plenty, plenty to talk about. As Foster the person that's house number 3A, GME cashed in. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I, uh, I got some of that game stock. stock. Uh, hello, Quinn. Quinn will get to you in just one second. Um, anyways, I got some of that game stop stock, and here I am in my third home. Uh, uh, second home being in the Hamptons, third one being in an island off of the uh, an island off of uh, Spanish coast. Uh, I look, no, I'm in my apartment. I'm in my kitchen, and we're gonna try to figure it out. We say it every episode. I'm wearing a knight's helmet. Um, we say it every episode, but we have a lot to talk about tonight. And tonight we actually do have a lot to talk about. We have uh, the return for Nolan Arenado uh, uh, that the Rockies received. We have um, uh, we have an, uh, an unexpected Dexter Fowler trade, and we have a lot of shuffling within the Cardinals organization that we are going to go over. I guess starting back at the top here, Soapbox Mock says, let's go. Hello, Victoria. How are you? Cards Clone says, looking good, BB. Thank you, Cardinals Clones. I, I appreciate it. Jimmy Fleming says, let's go. And then our friend Quinn says, hello, Kyle. Now, Quinn has the moment of my the, of Cardinals Twitter history, Quinn provided for all of us. Uh, about a week ago, Quinn DM or didn't DM. Uh, Quinn sent a, Quinn. Jesus, I'm already stumbling over myself. This is how stupid I am. Quinn sent a message to Cardinals Twitter and said, uh, "If you guys sign Arenado, if you guys trade for Arenado, I'm going to send John Mazzella like flowers." They traded for Arenado. Uh, Quinn sent him flowers. They tweeted back that they got the flowers. Happiest exchange, most fun exchange. Uh, one of the beautiful things about Cardinal Twitter, about Twitter in general, is when it brings people together like that in the dumbest, dumbest of ways. So our first cheer. So tonight there's going to be no bourbon. Uh, I've got a busy 12-hour day ahead of me tomorrow, so I'm going to take it kind of easy and kind of slow. We'll see how it goes. But tonight I'm drinking this. Uh, it's Dragon's Milk Solera. It's aged. It's a uh, fooder aged ale. And I'm drinking it out of this awesome little cup glass here. So to a Quinn... To John Mazalek for pulling off the Nolan Arenado trade. To Quinn for sending him the flowers. To Cardinals Twitter for being amazing when you decide to be amazing. And lighthearted. It's funny how when people are lighthearted, good things happen. And it kind of goes hand in hand with joy. Uh, let's see. God, by the way, that's 10%. Uh, it's really multi. Uh, it's just really good. Happy Friday to Cam Neeser. Hey, Cam, how are you? Noah says, I'm wearing a Knight's helmet, which gets me to laugh. John Greco says, what's up, mangs? Uh, what's up, John Greco? How are you? James Goes Boom says, diamond hands. Yeah, uh, again, I don't know why I'm struggling to talk so bad tonight. Uh, is that Quinn that sent the flowers? That is Soapbox Mox, you're damn right. Hello, Stu Styles. Stu had some exciting news just a second ago, he t or I guess it happened 20 hours ago or something like that, but he tweeted out that he thinks he got another great song for his, uh, his album. I'm excited to hear it. King Quinn from Cam Measler, I agree. Callan Dunn says, Kyle, my man, great to see you again so soon. Yeah, unexpected, you know. Um, I, I, more than likely, we'll do this as the Cardinals provide us with news. Uh, I don't know what happens when Periscope ends. I, I don't know if we'll do Twitter Live. I don't know what that'll all entail. Uh, but you, look, we're all playing it by ear. 
And we're going to see uh, what happens with prospects after dark moving forward. Uh, hey, Kyle, how are you from STL Nation? I am doing okay. Uh, like I mentioned, I have a 12-hour day ahead of me tomorrow. Um, I didn't expect that. I thought maybe we'd have a, a, a you know, maybe a six or an eight-hour day. So I'm a little uh, morose about all of that. But, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have fun tonight. And we're going to relax. And we're going to uh, talk about Cardinals baseball. Uh, again, I, I know that we uh, dispense with the pleasantries uh, here, but uh, uh, I, I like to get to everybody's comments. Jim, Jimmy Fleming says, Kyle got the bullet early tonight. So I bought a bottle of uh, uh, Four Roses, of course, but they were still selling the, the gift packs of bullet bourbon at uh, uh, the, the liquor store by work, and I almost got one of those, and now I wish I would have. But again, we are drinking beer tonight. And then the other good thing about being in my kitchen is my refrigerator is right here. So I can just reach in and grab another beer. That is one huge positive about all this. Uh, what are your flavored favorite flowers? You know, I like uh, tulips. I like a good rose. I like a good uh, uh, hydrangea or whatever a hydrangea is. Uh, to the moon, says James, go, goes boom. That's right. Uh, uh, Stats SEO card says, hey, Kyle, hey, I love you. It's been a while. Brad, I love you too, but to you. Joe Whitener says flowers. That's right. Amazing. Uh, Quinn, just with the, one of the most enjoyable moments I've had as a member of Cardinal Twitter to watch Quinn send Mo uh, flowers. That, and then for the Cardinals Twitter account to confirm that they arrived. Uh, Jimmy Fleming says, in my defense, I sent that before the beer review. No problem. Hey, look, drink whatever you want. You know, not everybody who watches Prospects After Dark likes booze. They're drinking water or they're drinking Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper or whatever they're drinking. You know, I, I will continue to drink bourbon. I'll just be a little bit more careful about how I do it. And because so here's the deal is I'm older now and drinking a half a bottle of bourbon in an hour and a half or a two hour time span doing prospects after dark, it isn't going to fly for me moving forward. Uh, I'm too old for that. So uh, we're going to have some beer. If I can, I'm going to, I'm going to, I guess, be careful about the booze I drink specifically when I have to go into work the next day. I'm just not interested in that. That's that's not my life anymore. Uh, damn it, going to be cold, Maine. Yeah, tomorrow is going to be a rough, it's going to be a rough day tomorrow. Uh, if you're in the St. Louis area, stay off the roads. Get on the roads between, you know, 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. And then get home. Uh, the roads are probably going to be slick and nasty and a mess. Uh, uh, traffic's going to be wild, probably, uh, come around 1 or 3 o'clock. Uh, so just be safe uh, to anybody out there. You know, we had a Matt, the HVAC guy from Connecticut, Victoria Dryden uh, in the New York area. Uh, they are dealing with some super cold temperatures, too. Just be careful when you get out there. We're 10 minutes into this, and we have not talked about Nolan Arenado or Dexter Fowler at all. Uh, Travis Janik says, think we tried to move Carp and Arenado deal and just take less money back? Maybe, potentially. Uh, I do think it's interesting. I heard Mike Schilt on the radio earlier in the week with Frank Cusimano, and Schilt talked about how they had talked. This was before Dexter Fowler was traded. They had talked about... Uh, with Carpenter, his role and what it would be. And he was excited, not excited, but he's a professional and he was anxious to take it on. And then later that day, Dexter Fowler got traded. That tells me that Nolan Arenado came on. They talked to, and I'm sure that they've been talking to Carpenter and Fowler throughout the entire process. Uh, uh, then Derek Gould reported after the Fowler trade that the Cardinals went to Fowler earlier in the week and said, hey, look, we need to find out as much as we can about these outfielders as possible. Uh, would you consider waiving your no trade clause to go to a place that you would like if we can find you playing time? And he did it. And that trade seemed to come together relatively quickly. So uh, I would not be surprised if at some point in that, in the Arenado trade, Carp was part of it. Uh, and I almost feel more so because of the money that came back to St. Louis. Maybe there was a whole thing there. Uh, uh, maybe Carp wouldn't waive his no trade clause. I, I don't know for sure, but uh 
look, at this point, specifically with deals involving trades, involving John Mazalak, I don't know what to expect. You know, it's one thing to, to be caught completely off guard by the Nolan Arenado trade and then to be caught off guard again by the Dexter Fowler trade. I have not recalibrated my system to any of it. Um, so I, I'm with everyone still trying to figure out what the next move is, what the next uh, the next um, the next step is as the Cardinals enter the 2021 season. John Greco says, wish the Angels could have picked up four million for Fowler. Yeah, and look, I, we all wish for sure that uh, the Cardinals could have taken as much as possible. Uh, or the, the Angels would have taken as much as possible. You know, if, if you're looking at it uh, very, very optimistically, at least they're not paying all of it. Uh, and again, you know, the player to be named later, we don't know what that is. We don't know what, you know, the, or cash considerations. Maybe there isn't a player to be named later, and maybe it becomes $4 million because the Angels sent $2 million back to the Cardinals. Like, uh, again, it's a it's an incomplete deal that we just don't, we still don't, well, it's a complete deal, obviously. It's been uh, passed. It's been approved. Uh, Mr. Fowler is already part of the Angels. But that little thing, the player to be named later or cash considerations, kind of changes um, what we think. Now, more than likely, the Cardinals, it seems to me like they would want the player. Uh, if you were to ask me who in the Angels system might be a part of this trade, I would think it might be somebody that's pretty talented, specifically because the Cardinals are paying so much of that Fowler contract. But uh, they just wanted to clear the spot for their young outfielders. Um Maybe maybe it's just as simple as getting somebody like Jose Martinez, not the outfielder from the Royals, the middle infielder for the Royals that they uh, they acquired for um, uh, the backup catcher, whose name I'm forgetting right now because I'm an idiot. Uh, Noah Nelson says Herrera, Baker, Libby, and Gorman starting in Springfield. I would wager that all four of them start the year in Springfield. Um, the Cardinals, yeah, obviously all four, specifically after the loss of last year, will start in Springfield. Now, I think that there's probably an argument to be made that Libby and Gorman and Herrera could all start at, uh, at Peoria, which is the new high A, and uh, Palm Beach is the new low A. But they don't really have anything to gain from that. You know, the Cardinals were really, really bullish on what they saw at Libby and Gorman, specifically at Springfield. Uh, and they were also pretty bullish about Herrera. And every report about Herrera's offseason has been super positive. So, yes, I would suspect that Herrera, uh, Avon Herrera, the catcher, Lucan Baker, the first baseman, Matthew Libertor, the left-handed pitcher, and Nolan Gorman, the third baseman, uh, who might not be a third baseman long-term now, depending on Nolan Arenado's future with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but I would suspect that Nolan Gorman stays in the Cardinals organization uh, for a, a long a, a long, uh, a long time and is the third baseman and starts the year at Springfield. Sorry, I looked down and I got distracted. Hello from West Virginia from Seven Brent. For people uh, in West Virginia, we raise our glass of uh, Dragon's Milk Solera. Footer-edged barrels. At ZN Ludwig says, please tell me Edmund doesn't end up in the outfield. It could happen. I do think that right now, look, I don't fully buy that the Cardinals are are fine sticking with all of their young outfielders. Say theoretically that that's what they're, that we buy into what they're saying. Then I wouldn't be surprised if three months down the line, uh, they get creative and Edmund's back out in the outfield. You know, look, I'll take Edmund out in the outfield over Carp in the outfield any day. I do think that the Cardinals are smart. Look, in a 60-game season, it sucks that you're still trying to find things out about the outfield prospects that you have uh, or the young outfielders that you have because some of these guys aren't prospects anymore. Uh, it's tough to do in 60 games. And it sucks that you're going to have to carry that into a 2021 season following that shortened 2020 season because you still don't really know a whole lot about these guys. I feel like you know who Harrison Bader is at this point. He's gotten plenty of bats. Uh, you could probably make the argument that you know a bit more about Tyler O'Neill, but I don't feel like that's a 
I don't feel like he's fully fleshed out yet. I don't feel like I don't. I, and again, I'm a I'm a honk, a Tyler O'Neill honk. I think that he's still going to be a very very productive major league player for a pretty long time. Uh, but I, I still don't feel like you fully know everything about him. And, and I think at the time, you know, we're still trying to find out everything we can about Lane Thomas and, and Justin Williams. And I think that it's good that they're going to find out about that before they trade those guys. Now. That's assuming that they're not going to make a trade. And I got to tell you, I, I really think they're still in the trade market uh, along, uh, you know, along with the free agent market. Now, who? I don't know. Uh, I have, I'm beyond the point of trying to make assumptions about what I think John Mazalek is thinking right now, because I'm, I could not be any further if I'm, if I'm assuming from his point of view. Paul 250 or 42 says, do you think the Cardinals add a bench bat for free agency? Carp is the only semi-decent bench bat right now. Yeah, yeah, look. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals bring in a couple of options, uh, specifically middle infielders, maybe another left-handed uh, uh, option. You know, the thing that sucks about Dexter Fowler, while he is better hitting it, substantially better at hitting one-handed than the other, is that uh, he's a switch hitter. So, yes, I do think that the Cardinals look for a left-handed bench bat. I think that they look for another middle infielder, if possible, um, uh, depending on what their next move is from a starting standpoint, if they really are going to add an outfielder or if they really are going to stick with their internal options. Austin Stone says, hi, Kyle. Beard is looking strong, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's almost time to trim this thing up a little bit. I've been trying to, you know, normally in the wintertime it grows and it's a little unkempt, unkempt but I've been trying to keep it clean. We'll see how long it lasts. Rocktober19 says, I have no idea what this is, but Arenado brought me here. New Cards fan from Colorado. To our new Cardinals fan from Colorado, we raise our glass. Look, this is called Prospects After Dark. Uh, it started about three years ago as a show where Cardinal fans could talk about Cardinals prospects with a guy who doesn't really know much about anything but pretends to know a little bit about prospects. Uh, and it's evolved into this thing where a great community of people known as pad people come together and drink booze and have a good time and try to be lighthearted. Uh, and talk about the team that we follow and talk about uh, and pretty much controls our lives uh, 24-7. So to Rocktober19, our friend from Colorado, uh, welcome to Cardinals Nation. Welcome to uh, uh, being a Pat person. Okay, we're drinking beer tonight. Uh, no no super booze. Get out of here. Uh, James Goes Boom just got a bottle of Blanton's cracking it open for Arenado. There you go, James Goes Boom. You've got the right idea. Look, uh, again, I'm not – I don't think that trading Dexter Fowler makes the Cardinals better in 2021. Not immediately. It could if some of these outfielders start to reach their, reach their potential. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little sad about seeing Dexter Fowler go. But there's no argument to be made other than that Nolan Arenado makes the Cardinals substantially better. I – if you're gonna, if you got the expensive booze, break it out for Nolan. Hey, Seth Moeller. Hey, Seth, you're gorgeous, my friend. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Happy New Year to Sweaty Teddy Arby's for everyone. That's right. Get that beef and cheddar, rub it all over your body, and uh, good luck sleeping tonight. Annie, Anna Ziggy, thirteen. By the way, I'm sixty-four messages behind. I promise, I'm gonna try to get to look. <coughs> sorry for Prospects After Dark. I try my hardest to get to every question I can. Uh, so if you're you're looking at the questions and you just put one in and you're like, where the fuck is this guy in the question queue? I'm 64 behind. I'm going to try to roll through it. Explaining it probably doesn't help. It probably puts me further behind. As a matter of fact, it does. Uh, but we're going to get to it, I promise. So Schrock reunion. Uh, Schrock was just designated for assignment from the uh, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The Cardinals 30 or 40 man is at 36. 37 if you include Yachty, which I do. So yes, I wouldn't be surprised if Max Schrock finds his way to the St. Louis Cardinals again. John Greco says, we need another starter, number two, preferably. Yeah, you're hoping on a number two, right? And I definitely am one of these people who get, would be really excited if the Cardinals continue to add pitching. Uh, 
and hitting for that matter. I, if I had to choose, I'd rather have them at a hitting because I think they have pitching depth. Although I don't know if they have top end pitching depth, they probably don't. Uh, but yes, uh, look, Jake Odorizzi. While I don't necessarily view as a number two, maybe as a as a really strong number three, I would love that. That'd be amazing. That was reported by Derek Gould as uh, as the Cardinals having confirmed interest in that. Uh, keep adding. That's what I know. Just keep adding. Drinking coffee because work uh, to you, Vic, to to all of my people who might be watching this while working. All of my coffee people. <laughs> Noah Nelson says, I hope Mo didn't open what I sent him. It was pre-Arenado. Yeah, my guess is that up until about a week ago, Mo wasn't really opening fan mail because of those very things. Quinn says, the Cardinals also followed me right after they replied to me. That's really cool, Quinn. Quinn's a great, a great follow on Twitter. Uh, I love Quinn. Maybe one of these days when, when I sign off, Quinn can take over from me. Uh, APL4384 says, are you applying for the STL athletic position? No, first... First off, I'm a terrible writer. Uh, uh, I I would be every editor's nightmare. Uh, as a matter of fact, you couldn't get somebody to edit my work because of how terrible it is. And also, I'll be honest with you, I hate writing. Uh, if there's one thing that this break from writing about the minor leagues uh, has, has shown me is that I freaking hate writing. Uh, I'm not good at it. I like joking around. I like having fun. I need an intern that I can dictate my thoughts to. If anybody's interested in that, DM me and we'll figure something out. Uh, but no, no, that's not for me. Look, there are plenty of people who are way more qualified and more talented than I am for that job. I'm a little disappointed Saxon doesn't still have it. I thought Mark did a pretty good job, um, all things considered. You know, there was some some controversy, controversy in there, but I like Mark a lot. Um, you know, I, I'd like for Brendan Schaefer to get a real chance at that. Brendan's a stand-up guy. He's an awesome dude. Uh, I don't know if he put in for it or whatever, but I, I, I would always put my support behind Brendan. I like Brendan a lot. Uh, you know, honestly, the number one choice for my for me would be Tara Wellman. Uh, but Tara's getting that whole married thing going on. And uh, I would imagine that her life is probably tough to find her way to circle back around here. Uh, but yeah, look, timing's a, a tough thing. Uh, but no, look, I am not good enough or qualified enough. If they want some jackass to talk into a camera with a microphone, uh, sure, like I'd apply for that. But if I were ever to apply for The Athletic, they'd just fucking laugh at me because I'm a joke. Sam Lisby says, what's the drink choice for tonight? Uh, I'm drinking High Noons for Arenado. I'm drinking this Dragon's Milk Solera. Uh, it is a fooder-aged a- fooder ale. Uh, it's about 10%. It honestly tastes freaking amazing. Uh, it, you know, it, it really toffee-like. Uh, definitely tastes the uh, the oak barrels. It, delicious stuff. Our good friend Matt Stromer. Matt, by the way, thank you for getting into my DMs earlier in the week. I appreciate your thoughts. Uh, I promise I will DM you back, my friend. Our cards content with Carlson. Broneal, Bader, Thomas, Dean, Williams in the outfield on the 40-man. I think that it's the same kind of situation where I wouldn't say content. I don't think content is the word, especially following Mo's press conference on Monday where he talked about maybe not being done. I don't think that uh, A, re-signing Yachty, and I don't think that trading uh, Dexter Fowler was the end of it. So are they content? I think that they'd be okay entering the season with that because they could always specifically as they find out more about Thomas and Williams, a healthy Thomas, not COVID-laden, uh, and Williams. Uh, but I do think they're probably still in the market specifically for a left-handed hitting outfielder. Uh, uh, that, that's what I think. Now, one thing I want to say, uh, it has been reported since the Dexter Fowler trade. Oh, did I lose my connection? You son of a bitch. Um, uh, it has been reported since the Dexter Fowler trade that, uh, you know, Justin Williams really impressed the Cardinals at the satellite camp. And I have a problem with that. Like, that bugs the shit out of me. Do I keep gifts? Do I keep losing my connection? Um. Uh, anyways, it put shit on me. 
Hey, sorry, I don't know why. My thing just told me I keep losing the connection. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what that's all about. Um, but that really bugs the shit out of me because he found his way under the 40 man, found his way under the 26 man. Uh, and then, um, like, he didn't play at all. He got one start when he was brought up and then sat on the bench. And this is a trend for Mike Schilt. This is something that keeps happening with Mike Schilt. You bring up an outfielder, he doesn't get to play. Uh, underperforming outfielders uh, don't hit. And then the guy gets sent down to the minors and you don't know what he looks like. And that happened with Justin Williams last year. And if he was so goddamn impressive at Springfield, then how come he didn't get at bats when he was on the 26 man? Uh, so, but anyways, yes, I don't think that they're content with their outfield. I think that they'd be okay entering the season with it, with the ability to adjust on the fly, depending on what the market looks like. That's my guess. Uh, Sam Lisby says, I'm moving to St. Louis in the fall. Number one barbecue place. It's so tough for me to like pick one favorite barbecue place. I like salt and smoke. I will always say salt and smoke. Adam Smokehouse, uh, the proud sponsor of the Two Birds on a Bat uh, podcast. They're really great stuff. Pappies. Uh, if you are in West County area, Daly's is amazing. Uh, the the food is delicious here. Uh, it sure it might not be on par with Kansas City when you talk about barbecue, but it has, in my opinion, St. Louis. Other than maybe Seattle, uh, the places I've been to, Seattle and Los Angeles, uh, St. Louis just has just the most amazing variety of delicious foods. Uh, not only barbecue, uh, the best Italian you're gonna Italian you're gonna find uh, in North America, in my opinion. Um, uh, it's just like um, uh, uh, nothing. The Asian food is delicious. Like it's amazing, uh, an amazing culture of food here in St. Louis. That's why we're also fat. Texas Cards fan. Hey, what's up? Uh, what's up, sir? How are you? What starting pitcher would the Cardinals be looking at according to PD? They're shopping. You know, I think James Paxton and Jake Odorizzi are the two that make the most sense. Uh, I, I, you know, the problem with Paxton is he has injury issues. I was wondering with Paxton, right? So if the Cardinals were to sign Paxton, they'd have two lefties in the rotation: KK and Paxton. It, would Marco Gonzalez and Jaime Garcia be the last time that happened? Uh, and again, does that even count? Because Marco didn't really have a solid starting spot. And was Jaime hurt at the time? Uh, it just makes me wonder if that's what was. Uh, anyways, those are the two that come to my mind. I know Rich Hill's still out there. He'd be really interesting to me. Uh, that's the kind of direction that I would go on, specifically because, like, I want to see, uh, unless they trade Seamart, I kind of want to see what Seamart has. I've been. Won over by the Caribbean World Series a, a little bit. Uh, again, I'm setting myself up for, for disaster there. You know, maybe Alex Reyes finally comes and, and meets his uh, his potential. At the end of the year last year, Daniel Ponce de Leon was finally pitching with a little bit more command than he showed at the beginning of the year. A little bit more. He still needs uh, to harness that command. Uh, but, like, those are the names that come to my mind. And Odorizzi does make a ton of sense for so many different reasons, Scott. Uh, Jimmy Fleming says, excluding the recency bias, what has been the best acquisition of the DeWitt era? Yeah, it'd be so hard to argue against Arenado. Uh, it's just such a good move. They, they trade from minor league depth. Uh, the only area where they didn't have depth that they traded from was the middle infield with Mateo Gill. Um, you know, I, I, the DeWitt era is so tough. You know, anytime you're talking about trading Adam Kennedy and Kent Bottenfield for Jim Edmonds, like to me, without thinking too much about it, uh, that's the one that comes to my mind. Hello, Anna Kaiser. How are you? Uh, oh, God. Victoria said they just got two feet of snow. That's terrible. Did you do you see the uh, from Jay Samp says? Do you see Cards adding an outfielder or a starting pitcher? I think that there's a situation, a scenario where they add both. Now, what quality or what level? I don't know. Look, uh, what I know about the outfield is keep Austin Dean out of the outfield for me. Like I, I as, as speaking of which, as STL Sports Central says, is Austin Dean the starting left fielder on opening day? If Austin Dean is a starting left fielder on opening day, send Mike Schilt to fucking Mars. Uh, that'd be terrible. If Justin Williams 
Lane Thomas, Broniel, uh, all those guys are a better option in left field, assuming that Harrison Bader and Dylan Carlson are your center and right fielders, respectively. Uh, Austin Dean, look, I'm sure he's a great guy, uh, but I've got uh, I've got nothing for Austin Dean. I'm sorry. Sure, probably a great fifth outfielder for some team. Hello, uh, uh, Ron Nuttall. How are you, sir? Uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark. Randall Road says, hmm, Cardinals news? Say it ain't so. I know it seems like a wacky, wild world, world that we're living in. doesn't seem like we've had any real Cardinal news in quite a bit. Uh, uh, so, yeah, this is exciting. To everybody on Prospects After Dark on a Friday night, we raise our glass of Dragon's Milk. Again, we're drinking beer tonight, no bourbon, but we're still going to cheers to you. Thank you for being here, and I hope you're enjoying the festivities. Quinn says, there was a brief two minutes when I maybe thought we might get Pujols back for Fowler. You know, there's always a fun thing here where maybe the player to be named later or cash considerations is actually Albert Pools if the DH finds its way to the National League. Uh, that'd be really interesting. And I guess technically it could happen. It's not going to, but I guess technically it could happen. I'm not an expert. I'm not in the know. I don't have connections per se. So uh, uh, maybe that is happening. But how funny would that be if that was the case? Like the minute, like two days after the DL is announced in the NL for 20, or the DL. Uh, uh, the DH is announced in the NL for the 2021 season. All of a sudden, Albert Pujols is a Cardinal for the last year of that contract. That'd be funny. Uh, J.K. Dunn says, with the only left-handed hitters left being Carlson, Carp, and Edmund, is a left-handed bat a need? Not for me, uh, 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 K.J. Dunn. I don't care about handedness. And I think the fact that Carlson and Edmund specifically are switch hitters uh, makes that even, even more, like, are even less of a desire in my book. I do think it gives Justin Williams a, a, a pretty clear crack at the roster. We talked about that a little last week, specifically with Fowler gone. Uh, you know, maybe the guy is Max Schrock. Maybe he finds his way back. Uh, but, you know, I personally don't view that as a need. I've never really viewed that as a need. Just get me guys who can hit the ball. Uh, Sweaty Teddy says, Pools is the player to be named. That'd be amazing. John Gurkha says, I'd like to see O'Neal play every day. Me too. You look, I, I am pro-Tyler O'Neal. Uh, I'm probably pro-Tyler O'Neal to a fault. But I, you know, I don't feel like we saw enough out of him last year. He did everything that the Cardinals asked him to do. Uh, and it just didn't all come together. You know, his batted ball profile took a hit. He struggled high fastballs. Uh, he also got hosed by the, the, the umpires a lot uh, as compared to league average. And But he, he lowered his strikeout rate and raised his walk rate if he can put it all together that'd be really interesting you know i i'm i'm fine with it you know i, I don't trust mike shield to do matchups uh, i don't trust him to do it well because he's never shown the ability to do it and we just talked about that with justin williams a little bit um but if they can optimize in matchups i think that that would be ideal and if not then yes i would definitely love to see him start as often as possible james goes boom says goldie and arenado are the new Briggs and murtaugh i love that that's brilliant um, Nate Beast 4 says, we need pitching, bro. You can never have enough pitching. Pitching is still the currency in baseball. We saw that when Wade Miley signed an $11 million uh, one-year contract. Um, you can never have enough pitching. The Cardinals still have decent pitching depth. Uh, I am worried from a starting perspective uh, uh, about Michaelis coming off of injury and KK. You know, a lot of KK's peripherals are, are alarming based on the short sample uh, 2020 season. So, yes, I, I definitely have some some worries and some concerns in the starting staff. But, again, just keep adding. Keep that in depth. Uh, not going to hurt to get better. Noah says, I always felt Fowler added a clubhouse tension. Arenado, I think, does the opposite. I, I'm not going to speak to both of those. I would understand why the perception is there. But I can't say for sure. There was definitely tension for Fowler during the Matheny era. I don't feel like – like, 
I don't feel like I observed that during the Schilt era so far. So I, I don't really have much of a comment other than to say it seemed tense during Matheny, but but I can't say for sure. You know, Arenado definitely seems like a team player, a clubhouse guy. Pardon me, clubhouse guy. A Quinn says, Joe Adele, player to be named later, sounds fair. Uh, that'd be amazing. Uh, t- uh, t- uh, Scott says, player to be named later is probably Mike Trout. That would be wild. Can you imagine somehow they work out a deal there? Uh, Jay Dizzy 515 says, what what do you think of Odorizzi rumors? Can he be decent? Like I said, I wouldn't count on him to be a t- – look, uh, he'll get a bump going and pitching in Bush if he ends up signing with the Cardinals, I think. Um, but, I, you know, can he be decent? Yeah, sure he can be decent. Uh, I don't know what decent looks like. To be honest with you, other than as the high school player who tore apart uh, uh, southwestern, south-central Illinois prep, uh, uh, I'm, I don't know much about what Jake Odorizzi has become. I know he had one really good year two years ago. I know that it got the qualifying offer tagged onto him. Uh, and I know he didn't really live up to that last year. But, yes, absolutely he can. Uh, what it looks like, though, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to flesh that out for you, especially especially after last year's shortened season. Randall Rhodes says, by the way, I'm 75 messages behind. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get to them all. Uh, Randall Rhodes says, Joe Adele as a player to be named later would be amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hello, Graham. How are you? Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Wright, 92, says, who are the opening day bench bats beyond Carpenter, Kisner, Thomas? I would imagine at this point Justin Williams is part of that. Um, as currently constructed, and Mundo Sosa is probably part of that. Um, you know, I, I would suspect that maybe they're still talking to Brad Miller and maybe even potentially um, uh, a, a backup catcher. Um, yeah, like that. I, as it's currently constructed, that's what I would suspect. Now, I will say that Evan Mendoza has really worked his ass off to become a, a pretty solid defensive shortstop. Uh, uh, working in the Caribbean League. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets plenty of reps and he has a chance to break with the club. A right-handed bat, uh, just like Edmundo Sosa. Uh, Sosa's the better defender, so and he's uh, so maybe you're going you're gonna to hedge there. But I've always liked Evan Mendoza, and I think that there's a chance that by the end of 2021, he's making his Major League debut in a, in a bench capacity. Uh, Nate Beast 4 says, we need to trade Carp for a good pitcher. Easier said than done. Again, uh, Maybe if you eat all that salary, but I don't. I don't know if that's the next deal. Like I think the Cardinals made their move where they're going to eat as much salary as possible. Uh, but again, I don't. I just still don't really know enough about what's going on. Uh, M Leach O two says I appreciate you, Kyle. Seriously, I always look forward to prospects after dark. To M Leach O two, I raise my glass to all the pad people. Look, uh, I do prospects after dark because I like conversing with you and being a part of this community that you guys have created uh, around a dumb show on Periscope. Uh, so to you, I raise my glass. And as I raise my glass, I notice that Mr. Jeff Carlson is in here. To the Carlson family, I raise my glass. Jeff, Karen, Tanner, and Dylan, uh, we love you guys. Thank you for being a part of Prospects After Dark, and thank you for being a part of Cardinal Nation. Uh, we raise our gra- glass to all the pad people. Uh, all right, I'm going to try to roll through these. This never goes well. Uh, Shrock DFA today, possible pickup? Yes, I think so. Uh, Sammy, do you still think Yachty comes back? Absolutely, I do. Miss Miranda says Edmund at second base is greater than Mark at second or right field. I agree. APL 4384 says Lane Thomas is good. Yeah, when he was healthy, he was good. Uh, and also, we're, we see, based on reporting, writing, and also our own eyes, what how bad COVID can be on somebody even in their mid-20s. Uh, because that was not the same player that we've ever seen. Hello, Adam Van Grack. It says, hey, everyone, bring on the 2021 season. It's exciting. Zach says, hello. I think Zach has already left. J. 
John Greco. John Greco says we have Gold Glove caliber play in right, left, center, third base, first base, shortstop, and catcher. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now I'm surprised to see Scott say that To needs to play, but I'm I'm with you, man. I think Tyler O'Neill needs to play. I think that that's you know especially in this lineup, maybe taking a little pressure off from maybe where he's not hitting fourth or fifth now. Maybe that's a really interesting and intriguing player uh, that the Cardinals should play on a regular basis. And I'm with you. And I would love to see a platoon situation where Dylan Carlson plays every day. Bader and Justin Williams get some reps uh, switching out. So, you know, Bader goes up against lefties and righties that don't throw wipeout sliders. And Carlson uh, slides over to center. Uh, Justin Williams plays right against righties that are tough. I think that'd be the best way to optimize it with left field still being Tyler O'Neill's unless Lane Thomas proves that he is far substantial or far superior to what Tyler O'Neill has proven. Is there a possible package for Ben Intendi, Andrew Ben Intendi, uh, the outfielder for the Red Sox? Yeah, of course there's a possible, but I don't know enough about it. Noah Snelson asks, with Merrifield a trade target? I don't think so at this point. The Royals have actually been doing some really interesting additions uh, this offseason. Some to a minor league deal, um, some to their staff. I, I don't think they're in a position where they're going to trade their best everyday regular, uh, not named Jorge Soler. And all, even then, like Whit, Mer Whit Merrifield's probably more valuable to them than Soler. Uh, but again, 1A, 1B, who really cares? It's like saying who's more important now at this point, Arenado or Goldie. Like, they're both pretty important. SEO Cards LeBron says, uh, why is Brad Miller not being talked about? He's a perfect fit. I think the reason he's not being talked about is because we're still trying to get our bearings from this week. It's hard to really uh, recenter ourselves, right? You know, the Cardinals traded for Nolan Arenado, and then they traded Dexter Fowler before we could even start thinking about what was next. So I would imagine that Brad Miller is going to be talked about um, without without a doubt, uh, but we'll see. Again, if the Cardinals end up uh, making a, a waiver claim for Max Schrock, maybe they think that they don't need Brad Miller. And again, Brad Miller is really interesting because he was really terrible at times. Uh, granted, he kept hitting in the cleanup spot because that's what J uh, Mike Schilt does um, and kept getting every day at bats and every regular at bats, uh, uh, even though he was terrible. But he would be a good utility player as long as he didn't need to be relied on to be a slugger in the middle of the order. STL Nation, Kyle, with Goldie and Nolan at third base and first base, does Gorman see more time at second in the minors? I don't think just yet. Remember, uh, with, with Nolan Gorman and with Nolan Arenado, is there are still opt-outs. Sure, Nolan Arenado says that he wants to stay here. He's not thinking about opting out. But there's no reason to move Nolan Gorman off the third just yet. Uh, let him stay comfortable at third. Let him rake. In spring training, give him reps in the outfield. Give him reps at second. Give him reps at short. Who cares? Uh, give him reps all over the place. And if he looks comfortable someplace, then throughout the season, you sneak him in reps there and sneak him in reps there and sneak him in reps there. But there's no reason yet to remove Gorman uh, off the corner until you're 100% sure that Nolan Arenado is through those opt-outs, in my personal opinion. Again, get him reps everywhere else. That's good. That's for the organization. That's for his own good, too. Um, but uh, he doesn't need to move off third. I do think he gets time at second. I hope he gets time out in the outfield. And honestly, I don't see why you wouldn't give him time at short at this point. Specifically, uh, even though he's big and he's not super fast and he doesn't have the side-to-side -side athleticism, uh, but specifically because now you're super, super weak in the middle infield. Adam Van Grek says, new outfielder, our starter is a better upgrade. It just depends on, on your perspective on this. Like, for me, I definitely would like the Cardinals to continue to get better. I think another starter out in the outfield would be good. But I also understand their standpoint. If it truly is their standpoint about giving these outfielders, uh, uh, Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas, and Justin Williams specifically, a chance to get more at-bats. Sweaty Teddy says, Dodgers pitching is badass now. Holy crap. Yeah. 
that's going to be a tough team to go through. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if all of a sudden, like, they trade David Price, clear a bunch of space, and get better in the process, uh, uh, clear some cap. Like, that's what the Dodgers do. That's why they're so good uh, year in and year out. KJ Dunn says, what, why is there no talk of bringing Brad Miller back? We talked about that a little bit just a second ago. Uh, M. Leach 2 says, need to bring back Brad Miller. Uh, so apparently, and I'm surprised. Well, not surprised because the Cardinals offense was so rough last year through the majority of the year. But, um, yeah, it looks like the Cardinals fans, like the pad people, are pro-bringing back Brad Miller. It was something we talked about a little bit last week. I'm on board for. You have to figure he's probably going to cost $2 million like he did last year. Probably not much more than that, I wouldn't think. Uh, I would. I think we've seen a lot of better infield, utility infield options signed for right around there. So, yeah, I, I bring him back. Why not? Bring back Weeders. Well, don't bring back Weeders because I want Kisner to play as much as possible. But you know what I'm saying. Nate Beast says, we need pitchers bad. Again, like, you can never have enough pitching. So I wouldn't say they need them bad. I think they have pitching depth. I think that beyond, uh, again, I'm not as high on Woodford as a lot of people seem to be, apparently. But, uh, you know, Oviedo, Reyes, Seamart, uh, uh, Gant for that fifth spot, Ponce de Leon for that fifth spot. You know, there's always the off chance that they decide to finally get aggressive with Zach Thompson if he can stay healthy. You know, I think that the, in their minds, they'd like to have Matthew Libertor in a position where he can contribute at the end of the year. Uh, but yes, like, you can never have enough pitching. And when you look at that Dodgers pitching staff now, you think, man, you just can't compete with that. Cheers to Nolan, both of them. Yes, to Nolan Gorman and Nolan Arenado, we raise our glass of beer. Well, that's going to be interesting. Uh, oh, hey, J uh, Jeff Jones is here. Jeff, keep up the great work, bud. Jimmy Fleming says, um, is it out of the question that Carlos comes back to form pitching well this winter? Is it out of the question? No, no, it's absolutely not out of the question. Is it likely? I would say it's not likely. Um, he's got this really awesome rat tail right now that I don't think we're talking enough about that I really appreciate personally. Uh, but that has nothing to do with how he pitches. Uh, I don't think that he could reach that level. And remember, the Caribbean League is like some mixture of AA and AAA. So it was nice to see him strike out Yachty, of course, uh, but I don't think that's any indication uh, of what, how he's going to pitch at the major league level. I, I would imagine it's some indication of how well he's going to pitch in spring training, which is probably pretty well. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's likely, but it could happen for sure. St. Louis Sports says a Bendy from Red Sox seems would be a fit. Think Cardinals have interest. Carp O'Neill, by the way, good to see you. Nice to see you too, Ryan. Thanks for being a part of Prospects After Dark, my friend. Uh, I do think that there is, uh, I think that Benintendi's a fit. He's definitely a St. Louis guy. He likes St. Louis. Uh, Cardinals tend to go after guys who want to be here. Um, do the Cardinals have interest? I would think that they would, but I can't say for sure. And uh, Carp and O'Neill for Benintendi, I don't see that that happening. Again, I don't see, at this point, if you're going to trade Carp, right, you would assume, total assumption here, I could be very wrong, but you would assume that you're going to need to pay some of that salary too. And maybe, maybe in their minds, they think, all right, we have $32 million free from Nolan Arenado. Uh, we have all we're paying is, well, not all we're paying, but we're paying, you know, 14 mil of the 16 mil uh, uh, for Fowler. Uh, so that gives us another 21 mil to play with that leaves it in a wash. And maybe they can just pay Carpenter to play somewhere else. But I don't think that that trade gets it done. Uh, I could be wrong. But, and again, I want to make make it clear one more time. I have no idea. I don't understand this market right now. Uh, I don't understand the Cardinals motives. Uh, uh, I like, I understand it. I understand the Cardinals motives. I'm surprised by them. So I don't really have much of a feel for, for their desire. I do think they need more left-handed bats. And I definitely think that they'd be interested in some type of uh, uh, bringing in another outfielder. 
Quinn says, Kyle, I could never fill your shoes. You absolutely could, my friend. Noah says, I'll bring you homemade cinnamon. Oh, my God. I love cinnamon rolls. If I catch a game with you at Springfield. Again, the minute they open up Springfield, I'm down there, I promise. Uh, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner would be another interesting outfield option. Uh, again, a, a, a great clubhouse guy. Uh, has never played outside of New York. I would like Brett Gardner a lot, too. Benintendi is a hot topic right now. What would you give up for Benny Biceps? Boy, I didn't realize his nickname was Benny Biceps. That's funny. Team, what would I give up? I don't know. Look, I know uh, Benintendi has had a rough go of it lately over the last year and a half, uh, last two seasons. Um, so I, I would be a little less aggressive about about moving for him. Uh, but without really having – and again – the tough thing for me, it's just like when I'm evaluating minor leaguers. What do you even say following the 2020 season? I can't. I don't feel like you can, I can say anything. I don't feel like I have a good enough grasp of any of these players anymore. Not like I ever did in the first place, but I feel like I have less of an understanding or uh, the ability to create coherent thoughts or words on any of them. So, yes, if you're interested in them, go get them. Uh, don't trade a lot for them is what I would say. Team SEL says, I can't believe how many Cardinals fans were calling for Ozuna to come back. Short memory. Yeah, look, uh, I... I think that after a guy has the type of year that he has in, that he had in Atlanta, where he was just short of a triple crown, I think that that's the kind of thing that it makes it easier to have a short memory. But uh, as Derek Gould said on the radio today, he's still the same Marcelo Zuna. Uh, he might be a little bit healthier, um, but I don't know. Like I still don't think that that's going to be a contract that they're happy with here in a couple a couple uh, a couple years. Mo Nassi says, love to hear your thoughts on Gorman in the future for the Cardinals. Again, uh, my thoughts on Gorman in his future with the Cardinals is you keep him at third until you don't have to. You get him reps at second and in the outfield, uh, corners in center. Maybe you get him some reps at short, which he probably isn't a fit for, but who knows? Who cares? Maybe you see what happens. Uh, those are my thoughts. You know, with Arenado still having opt-outs, there's no reason to pull him off third full-time just yet. And again, if, if he's going to hit, he's athletic enough to play somewhere else. Just hit and figure it out uh, on the fly. Andrew C. Dorn says, have to think the Cards need a bit more outfield offense to compete in the NL. Uh, so my thought on that is I agree with you. The Cardinals definitely need more outfield offense to compete in the National League. But I think that they have enough outfield offense to compete in the NL Central right now, and they don't necessarily need to overcommit this offseason to something when they can be aggressive in season to meet a need where a need needs to be met, if that makes sense. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, don't go out and just get something now to get something. And if your modus, your MO, your modus operandi, is to find out more about those outfielders, you can do that in two months. Uh, Nolan Arenado probably, in the Cardinals' mind, and also in my mind a little bit, probably gives them a little insurance to find out a little bit about these outfielders. And uh, you can always adjust on the fly in season. The one positive about everybody in the NL Central getting worse is that, it also gives you a little bit more leeway to try things like this. But I think I think if you're looking at it from a very pessimistic standpoint uh, and also using last year and the year before and the year before to gauge your opinions, then yes, it definitely seems like the Cardinals outfield is light on offensive ability. But again, I'm, I'm a Tyler O'Neill guy. I will stand by Tyler O'Neill. I like what he did with his walk rate and strikeout rate. I just think he needs the to go back to his contact, the contact profile to match his strikeout and walkout rate or walk rate. Um, uh, improvements. But again, you, you're not going to know much about that. Maybe some people think 150 at-bats or 200 at-bats is enough to make that decision. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Um, you know, But I get what the Cardinals are doing. I definitely think they can use more offense, and I've rambled on for long enough. 
Uh, Whitewater Attorney says, live in D.C. and I miss STL food. That's right, baby. Uh, Golf 78 says, sorry if it has been asked already. Do you think they will try to transition Gorman to second? I don't think it's going to happen yet, but I think it'll happen uh, soon. Coach Empo says, possible triple A rotation. You know, without thinking about it, uh, uh, Tommy Parsons, Evan Krachinski, uh, Johan Oviedo, uh, Jake Woodford, uh, Alex Fagalde. Uh, that again, without thinking about it, there you go. Breakfast to go. Uh, Cohen two seventeen says thoughts on Taewon Walker as an option. Sure, bring him on. Again, I don't know what the contract uh, demands would be, but I'm definitely fine with bringing in another option, especially someone like Taewon Walker who could maybe provide uh, some pretty great relief help in the long run. Uh, Jay Samp says yes, yes, more CMart, please. Yeah, if we have good CMart, if the Cardinals have good CMart, then that goes a long way to help solve some of these pitching concerns moving forward. And, you know, the other thing about CMART is, say that you need uh, uh, offensive upgrades, you get a month, two months into CMART being effective, you ha- you feel comfortable with your, your pitching elsewhere, uh, your pitching depth, then you can move CMART, specifically because even if he pitches great, anything short of a Cy Young caliber, uh, Cy Young voting caliber season, probably isn't going to get those options picked up. Uh, so... You could probably get a little creative there and maybe even peddle him in a trade, depending on how you feel about your depth. Um, we'll see how that all goes. That's getting way ahead of us. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm taking a step back. I'm very, very happy that we're all excited about C-Mart, and it's nice to see him pitching well. Shieldface says, hey, all, what's everybody drinking? I'm 83 messages behind. I'm drinking Dragon Milk Solera Fooder Aged Ale. Now, what we're trying to find out now is when I'm not super hammered on booze, I don't get through the questions very quick. Uh, Quinn says, both Edmonds trades had cases for being the best of the DeWitt area. Edmonds uh, for Bottenfield and others and, uh, uh, you know, Adam Kennedy. And uh, uh, Edmonds for uh, David Freeze. Fan of cards, fan of sports 14 says, Kyle, what about Miller and Marwin Gonzalez? Yeah, I would love to know what Marwin Gonzalez's um, contract is going to look like. But yeah, I like both Brad Miller and Marwin. Marwin would be a great uh, little extra power bench bet. But remember, Marwin Gonzalez has not been a very good hitter when he's not banging when he's not on a club that's banging trash cans. BJ Brittingham says, "Hey, hey, hey! Finally catching those live again with 36 on the 40 man. How many come from free agency? Well, technically one will with Yachty. Uh, I do think that there's a pretty good chance that they reclaim Max Schrock, uh, and then after that, I don't know, uh, two or two more after that. Maybe Brad Miller and uh, depending on how they feel about their catching depth, Matt Weeders. Again, I don't want that, but uh, who knows? Noah Nelson says." Trade for the Missouri State product, Jake Berger. Uh, don't judge me from the Springfield, Missouri native. Uh, Kyrie Forrest says, any chance Joey Gallo is on the block? Um, I don't know. Like, if he is, the Cardinals should definitely be calling about him. I wouldn't think so. I think he's still too cheap. I think Texas, even though they were terrible last year, would still want to try to compete with them. Uh, I don't think his value is particularly high right now. Um, and uh, I think that they do well to let him rebuild his value before they move him. But, yeah, there's always a chance. Uh, Spaghetti Jones says, Friday night pad. Got to love it. Again, to all my pad people here who are here on a Friday night, I raise my glass. Let's see. Uh, if you want to give up Gorman and Libertor, I'm sure he is. Um, why not? Oh, you mean uh, uh, David Price? I don't think you need that. Look, if you're going to take on David Price's contract, I don't think you're going to need to give up Gorman and Libertor. Now, you might need to give up one of them. Uh, but I don't think you need to give up both of them. Uh, and I'm sure that you're talking about David Price. Uh, Vala Vineyard says, why not see Cabrera in the rotation? Is he not ready? P.S. I love you. I love you, Vala Vineyards. I mean that with every ounce of my being. Uh, sure, we might see that. I, and I didn't mean to omit him. And I always omit him when I talk about it. I guess in my mind, I just already put him in the pen. But uh, 
you know, if he's already in the pen, that means that you have three lefties there because obviously uh, Mike Schultz, grown son Tyler Webb, and Andrew Miller are going to be out there. So maybe you're talking about three lefties in the bullpen. But yeah, look, I definitely think uh, uh, Dennis Escobarra should enter uh, spring training with a chance to be a starter. SEL Sports Central said, should Harrison Bader be the starting center fielder? I don't think it's a matter of if he should. I think he is. And I don't think that I have much of a thought about it beyond that. The Cardinals had a really bad offense last year, and Harrison Bader's WRC plus of 113 probably buys him the bulk of the starts. You know, I heard, and I know that Jim Edmonds loves Harrison Bader, but I, I heard Jim Edmonds say on the radio today that he thought Harrison Bader could be a 280 hitter with 30 home runs, which is wild to me. Uh, again, we all have our biases, and we all let our biases fly. Uh, uh, and obviously, Mr. Edmonds is biased towards Bader. That seems fucking wild to me. Uh, but maybe that happens, and maybe the Cardinals think that that's, that's next on the board. And I could be eating my words in no time. So we'll find out. But no, I think that WRC Plus of 113 last year pretty much cemented Harrison Bader as your everyday center fielder. Uh, again, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't let him hit against any righties who throw a good slider. But that's just me. Uh, let's see. Cards clone slides. Glad we didn't give up Jan Torres. Yeah, look, I, uh, I'm definitely upset that we lost. The Cardinals traded Mateo Gill. I'm not upset. Let me rephrase that. That's not fair. Because I'm happy the Cardinals traded Nolan Arenado, and I don't really care who was in the deal. I'm happy Nolan Arenado is a Cardinal. I'm definitely, a, like, a little disappointed to see Mateo Gill find his way out of the organization, specifically because of how bad the shortstop depth is in the organization. Uh, I'm a little disappointed to see Aliris Montero go. I wanted to see a healthy Montero and what he did to adjust to get back to his less aggressive 2018 as opposed to the overly aggressive 2019. Uh, and I'm definitely sad to see Austin Gomber go. Look, uh, I think that people are sitting and sleeping on Austin Gomber and how effective is he, he is. He added that slider. He looked like a completely different pitcher uh, uh, than he had in the past. He tunnels all his pitches really well. And sure, he's going to struggle to spin that curveball, no doubt about it. But uh, real fast, I want to cheers to Austin Gomber. Austin Gomber was a great member of the St. Louis Cardinals. He was a fiery competitor who worked relentlessly to contribute however he could. Uh, we are going to miss Austin Gomber as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals and in the Cardinals organization. So to Austin Gomber, I raise my glass. Thank you for your years of service. Thank you for being around. Thank you for enjoying this program. Uh, to you, Austin Gomber. Uh, bro needs more at-bats. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, Tyler O'Neill getting more at-bats uh, or just getting a solid amount of at-bats. I'm okay with Tyler O'Neill. Uh, hold on, i got to find a can opener. Uh, I'm okay with Tyler O'Neill um, finding his way into a lineup and not getting pinched hit uh, because the manager's a douchebag. Um, let's see. And by the way, Zach, I know you're in here now, but if you're, hold on, i got to reach and grab this beer. Oh, God. I got to tell you, I'm really excited about that refrigerator being right there. Maybe we do make this our permanent home of Prospects After Dark. Um, anyways, uh, oh, yeah, Zach, if you're going to, you, you mentioned on Twitter last week when the Arenado trade happened, like, what am I going to be upset about now? The answer is you're going to be upset about the way the manager makes out his lineup uh, uh, and his inability to platoon and his inability to play the matchups. Uh, Seven Brent says, did you read the Drew Robinson story that came out this week? No, I have not had any time, man. So uh, I've been doing a lot of woodworking lately, uh, which is not a euphemism for masturbating. I've been doing a lot of that too. But as like running parallel with the amount of masturbating I'm doing as I give the hand motion, I'm also uh, doing a bunch of woodworking. Uh, so I, when I'm not uh, working, I'm woodworking. And when I'm not woodworking, I'm masturbating. Uh, but I promise I want to read that story so bad. Uh, I'll raise my glass to Drew Robinson. Uh, there... Without reading the story, there's enough about that 
really re like that I really relate to on so many different levels. Uh, and there was also an article written uh, that Frank Cusimano talked about on the radio that I did not read about the Memphis Grizzlies play-by-play -play guy, I believe, who dealt with a great deal of depression. Um, it's a beast. It's a beast. And I'm kind of, uh, anyways, what I'm getting at is to people, we're all dealing with stuff. A lot of us are hiding what we're dealing with. Uh, a lot of us put a smiling face on what we're dealing with uh, because that's the easiest thing to do and we don't want people to worry about us. Uh, but we're thinking things that probably are, are, are not probably are definitely unhealthy. Uh, so to Drew Robinson, as he continues to work back to making a major league uh, a roster with the San Francisco Giants, uh, after going through something uh, that I can't imagine, uh, after maybe surviving and being a miracle walking on this earth, uh, I raise my glass to you. Spaghetti Jones says, I see KK in the rotation. Yes, yeah, so do I. Uh, Luke Turner says, what are your thoughts on Alex Reyes and what we could see from him this season? Well, you know, I have my concerns about Alex Reyes and his command. We've talked about that on past prospects after dark. But yeah, sure. Look, I'm all about all of these guys that we've talked about uh, going to spring or going to Springfield, going to spring training and having a chance to be a, uh, a starter, a fifth starter. And, you know, somebody's going to get hurt. At least one person's going to have Tommy John surgery. I'm not laughing about it. Sorry, I'm, I'm starting to get stuffed up. Um, at least one person's going to end up having Tommy John surgery during all this. Uh, that's how every spring training works for the Cardinals. So, uh, yeah, they're going to need as much uh, uh, as much depth as possible. Uh, bring back Brad Miller from France Sports. Um, yeah, um, yeah, again, I have no problem with that. Hello, Loch Ness. How are you? Speaking of a left-handed pitching, David Price available now. He could very well be. It would make sense that David Price would be on the move. This is usually the time when the Cardinals, or when the Cardinals, when the Dodgers like to move salary, somehow get top-line prospects in return, and also uh, sign free agents like Trevor Bauer to make their team better in the long run. Uh, do you think Bader is, Lockdown says, do you think Bader is breathing a sigh of relief for outlasting another starting outfielder? I, uh, I don't know. You know, Harrison Bader is a smart guy. Uh, he's a hard worker. And I think that after last year with that 113 WRC plus, I think that he probably feels pretty confident that he's going to be a starter for the St. Louis Cardinals. And he ended the year so well last year and so strong relative to the rest of his season in this 2019 season that he probably feels pretty comfortable. Uh, uh, and he's probably trying to build on it. Jay Hauser 23 says, Odorizzi or Paxton, if you had to choose? Uh, for me, look, if I felt more comfortable about James Paxton's health, it'd be Paxton in a heartbeat. But the health concerns in the past of Paxton concerned me. So I guess really at that point, it's whichever one's cheaper. And I don't know who that that would be. Whoever you could get on shorter years, a shorter term deal for me. I do like James Paxton. I definitely like the relatively local kid, Jake Odorizzi. I would love for him to be a St. Louis Cardinal because I love when the local kids contribute to the uh, the local team. Graham says, if Benintendi and Odorizzi didn't have St. Louis ties, would fans even be interested in him? Yeah, because I think Cardinals right now are really right, specifically because the Cardinals are riding the high of the Arenado acquisition, and I think they just want as much talent as possible. We've seen such a futile offense uh, over the last couple of years that specifically Benintendi and every other left-handed hitting outfield option seems like a really great idea for the Cardinals to acquire. That's why we've been torn about Rosario and Peterson and Kyle Schwarber and Andrew Benintendi. We just want the Cardinals to continue to get better, so I do think that... Uh, that they'd be interested. Now, Odorizzi is interesting because I think that they wouldn't be as interested, but I think that they would still be interested. I think Cardinals are in a somewhat, Cardinal fans, and reasonably so, are in kind of a greedy mode right now where we, we saw this thing happening where all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, we have uh, 
the Cardinals have Nolan Arenado on the roster, and we're thinking, keep it coming, keep it coming. This is fun. We want it. Uh, just like I am with Boos. Oh, Mr. Ackerman. Uh, to Tom Ackerman, uh, again, that I'm 90, I'm 74 messages behind. I raise my glass. Uh, Mr. Ackerman, thank you so much for being in here. Uh, look, uh, real fast, um, uh, I keep saying real fast. You can tell I'm nervous now that you're in here. I don't know why I've met you. I've talked to you. You are literally the nicest person I've ever met. Uh, to you, Mr. Ackerman, I raise my glass. If Just like I said with Adam Wainwright, if I could be one one millionth of the person that both you and Adam Wainwright are, uh, I'd be a good person. And uh, hopefully one of these days I can be close to the type of uh, high character human being that you are. Um, but to you, I raise my glass. And again, I am flattered immeasurably that you're in here and spending a little bit of your time watching Prospects After Dark and taking part in this with us. Everybody's really happy, as you can expect. Uh, how much money is coming off the books after this year? 60 to 70? Uh, I could be wrong, but I think it's right in that, that wheelhouse uh, between Carpenter's contract more than likely coming off, Seamart's contract more than likely coming off, and now Fowler's contract certainly coming off. And also Andrew Miller's contract coming off. Uh, Moondog24 says, how good can this bullpen be? The bullpen could be lights out. Honestly, like with as many options as they have, as many guys that probably won't be starters that will find their way to the bullpen, it could be one of the best bullpens we've ever seen from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I think there's a chance that all of these guys could underperform in the bullpen and they'd still be the best bullpen in the National League Central. That's how good the bullpen is capable of being. Of being. Uh, cheers to the, to the Carlson family. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, Austin Dale says, how short is the line for Gorman? My guess is he moved to a corner outfield now, but probably 2022. Yeah, I don't view there being a reason right now to move Nolan Gorman off of third base. I do think it will do him well in spring training to get time working with William McGee out in the outfield and working with Jose Okendo in at second base. Maybe even at shortstop a little bit. Who knows? But you know, I don't view a situation. I don't view a scenario in which Nolan Arenado picks one of those opt outs specifically because the Cardinals are an organization dedicated to being above 500 and being competitive. And that seems to be what Nolan Arenado has been looking for his entire career. Uh, but until you're 100% sure that he's not going to make it through those opt-outs, and now specifically because you've traded Alirius Montero, there's no reason to fully commit to moving Arenado off of third base, or uh, Gorman off of third base until you have to. And again, you know, putting him in left field, he's an athletic kid. He's a smart kid. He's not going to struggle to play left field if he only gets a half of a season of reps out there before he makes a major league debut as an outfielder, if that's what it ends up coming to. Hey, Sarah Ann1212, welcome to Prospects After Dark. Thank you for being here. And again, just one more time, I want to raise my glass to the Carlsons. Uh, thank you for being in here. And also, they're not in here, but I'll raise my glass to the Hicks family like I always do, to the godfather of Prospects After Dark, uh, Jason Hicks, uh, to the, the patron player of Prospects After Dark, although I guess now we have two patron players between Carlson and Hicks, uh, Jordan Hicks, uh, uh, to Jennifer Hicks, the queen, uh, and their lovely daughter, I raise my glass. Acuna to the Braves, let's go. Uh, trades are fun, can we just always do trades? Yeah, look, the what one trade, and granted it's a trade for one of the top 20 players in baseball, but what one trade can do to energize a fan base is wild. I would have loved to have seen what would happen when the Cardinals just traded Dexter Fowler had it not come right off of the heels of moving Nolan Arenado. Because I think that that would have been enough to fire up the fan base, uh, to really fire up the fan base just to get him going. But the fact that it came off, uh, you know, came right behind the Arenado trade, uh, it just, it was, it's another thing. And we're all excited and we're all like riding that high. 
86 inches and ugly says, hey, ya boy. I've been saying trade Fowler. I was told it was impossible. Granted, Mo lost that trade. Uh, I think that we talked on Prospects After Dark pretty well that this last year, $14.5 million with two $1 million bonuses is actually pretty palatable to trade. Now, I don't think any of us expected that if the Cardinals were to trade him, they'd basically trade him to play for another team. But they send him to a good uh, situation. He's going to be playing with Joe Madden, as it's been reported and talked about and talked about. Um, Again, I hope it all works out for, for Dexter Fowler. It bugs me that fans hate that guy. Like, I don't get it. Uh, Dexter Fowler is an awesome dude. Uh, anybody who works in the community in St. Louis is good in my book. Uh, he was one of those guys. So I've got nothing negative to say about Dexter Fowler. The 2018 season was miserable, or whatever year it was, 2018, 2017, was miserable offensively. Uh, made a great debut with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but anyways, I don't have anything bad to say about Dexter Fowler. I get the reasoning behind trading him, and I back the reasoning behind trading him. And, uh, you know, look, again, to Dexter Fowler, I raise my glass. I wish I had nothing but the most success. And these outfielders, if the Cardinals do not bring in another outfield option, I really hope that they view this as an opportunity, specifically Lane Thomas, Tyler O'Neill, and Justin Williams, to seize the day uh, and take one of those starting spots and run with it and finally find out something about them. Hey, oh, to you, Jay Duda. Uh, Gun Eyed says, do you remember the time Shelby Miller gave up a leadoff single and then threw a perfect game? Yeah, and that was in the news because uh, during his introductory press conference, Aaron Otto said that when he remembers coming to St. Louis and Troy Tudlowitzki telling him to watch how these guys play baseball, they do it the right way, you're going to learn something. And it turned out that that was the game, the pr- that, was the be- that was before the game in which Shelby let up a single. Uh, it was like a, a swinging bunt single, if I remember correctly and then retired 27 straight. So that you bring it up right now is perfect timing uh, as Nolan Arenado becomes a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, let's see. Jimmy Fleming says, as much flack as Mo gets from Cards fans, he still can pull some wizardry. Yeah, and he does it every, and you know, as everybody says, Goldie, Nato, the 9 deadline. You think about the Shelby, or the, the Shelby Miller, now I'm stuck on, the Colby Rasmus trade, even the Marcel Ozuna trade. Look, Zach Gallen has become a frontline starter. Um, you know, uh, Sandy Alcantara is a frontline starter for the Marlins. Um, Sierra, Castano, uh, you know, they're they're whatever. But even then, that trade was a good trade to make at the time. Uh, and results-oriented might say that it wasn't a great trade. Looking at it results-oriented might say it wasn't a great trade. But at the time, it was the right trade to make. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be in most shoes. And I'll just say that because I don't think there's any way um, – I don't think there's any way that there's pleasing half of these fans. Uh, when do you sign your deal with the athletic? I'm there isn't anybody less suited in Cardinals nation uh, to write for the athletic than I am. I'm such a terrible writer. I wish I was talented. I have no talent. I have no skills at all. Uh, I don't even talk right. I, I have a thousand thoughts rolling through my head right now and I can't even get them out uh, into this microphone to you guys properly. I, I will beat myself up for everything I say tonight. Uh, and that's just my life. So uh, anyways, what I'm getting at is uh, if only I was talented enough to be good at anything enough to get paid to do it like uh, the athletic would pay a person. And by the way, I still kind of wish Mark Saxon had that job. Golf 78 says, do you think our bullpen will be a strength this year? Yeah, I think the bullpen, the pitching staff. Again, I, I have my concerns about Michaelis coming off of injury. I have my concerns about KK and some of the peripherals that are worth being concerned about. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, I think the bullpen – it. it on paper, appears to be the strongest group 
entering the 2021 season. John Greco says Reyes and Seymour are going uh, up, sh- are going to shock the world. Huge years. I would love that. I hope so. If if Reyes can stay healthy, if Seymour can stay healthy, they definitely have the talent to make it happen. Uh, it's nice to see Seamart doing well in the Caribbean series. Granted, that's double A to triple A talent by and large, but he's still doing well and better to do well than do bad. Uh, and uh, he's pitching, which is also good, and he's staying healthy. So, yes, I'm with you. It'd be really awesome if Reyes and Seamart had huge years and it could, it could happen for both. KJ Dunn says, stars finally aligning to acquire Scherzer either at the deadline or next year in free agency. Uh, again, I wouldn't think so. Uh, that seems way, way off in my mind. I haven't even thought about it right until right now when you brought it up. The Nationals have done a lot to acquire, to add to their 2021 team. So I don't think it would happen at the deadline. They would have to be pretty terrible, which could happen. I mean, who knows? Baseball is so wild and so unpredictable that anything could happen for sure. But, um, I, I, you know, maybe next year in free agency, depending on what, what the money asked is. Uh, people used to compare Marcel and Jonas. I uh, think Ozuna does better than uh, uh, Jonas Cespedes' uh, Mets tenure for $11 million less. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do think so. Um, I love Marcel Ozuna. I root for him. He's a sweet guy. He's an awesome dude. He has a lot of fun playing the game. And I think it'd be really great uh, uh, for the Braves, not for the Cardinals, but for the Braves, if Marcel continued to play like he did uh, this season before he became a St. Louis Cardinal and the season he after he was a St. Louis Cardinal. Todd Thiessen says, stunned to see Max Schrock released. He wasn't released, right? They just put him on waivers, hoping that he wouldn't get claimed. Hey, Blake Rickard says, Kyle, this is what heaven feels like. Yeah, again, uh, to Cardinal Nation being excited uh, about Cardinal, like ultra excited about Cardinal baseball for the first time in what feels like years, probably since the Ozuna trade, honestly, to be super, super excited this way. That's what trading for Nolan Arenado has done to an entire fan base. Uh, I I think Tim McKernan said it on the radio the other day. You know, if you were to see, if you were to gauge Mo's approval rating two weeks ago, it wouldn't have been good. And now you're saying you would you would assume that after the Arenado trade, that his approval rating is in like the seventy to eighty percent. Uh, that's what one amazing trade at the time can do for someone's approval rating. Uh, John Greco says, uh, "I keep losing connection. Is that on my end? No, it's probably on mine, John. I'm sorry about that. I got to drink some water. I'm sorry if you guys keep losing connection. Early on, it said that I was losing connection, and I don't know what that was about." Gifts, if I lose connection, I need you to let me know. Uh, Joey Gallo, please. Yeah, you talk about uh, a a way to really bring the thump into the lineup. Joey Gallo would be amazing. You know, Joey Gallo gets on base. And if you want to talk about a prototypical two-hitter and Tony LaRusso stylings of a two-hitter, Joey Gallo's that guy. Now, I have my doubts about Joey Gallo's availability, uh, but I don't know shit. So hopefully, Joey Gallo's available. Hopefully, the Cardinals are moving forward with something like that. Um, but I don't view it as something likely. Goff78 says, what did you think of Trevor Bauer's team choice video? I didn't watch it. Look, I don't care about any of that. I'm sorry. Uh, Todd says, has Quinn ever sent you flowers? No, it's bullshit if you ask me. Uh, Shieldface says, got my Springfield season tickets. Hey, to all of my Springfield people, to all of my Memphis people, my uh, former, well, current Johnson City, but former affiliated Johnson City and State College people, to my, my lovely, lovely, talented Peoria people, uh, and the Palm Beach people, I raise my glass. It looks like we're going to have minor league baseball. It looks like it's going to start late. Uh, and if you have some free time, you should make a trip once you get the COVID vaccine. Or when they open up or whatever you feel comfortable doing. I don't know. I'm kind of a rube, so I'm not going to be able to help you. But what I'm getting at is uh, uh, to minor league baseball, 
to the ability to play and watch minor league baseball and to all the minor leaguers uh, and all the people who are at those minor league, minor, minor league towns. I raise my glass. What's your thoughts on Adam Duvall from Ethan Kenimer? Uh, I saw that Mo's algorithm kind of lobbied for him. And I'm, I agree with Mo's algorithm's thought. Adam Duvall is kind of the poor man's Marcelo Zuna. As a matter of fact, Adam Duvall basically provided lineup protection for Marcelo Zuna. Uh, a lot of people not, might not believe that, but that's the truth. Um, I don't know. You know, the Cardinals have a lot of right-handed bats in the outfield. And he's a, look, Duvall's a really good outfielder, too. Uh, for me personally, because I have a bias here, and I, I hope that you understand that I'm trying my hardest to show my biases, I'd rather have Tyler O'Neill out there, and I might come to eat those words. I'd rather see what Lane Thomas has. I, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather get a chance to see what Justin Williams has than any of that. But I say that, and at the same time, like, man, Adam Duvall would be a great bat to have in a lineup uh, to surround around, to put around in a, 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 a support capacity. Arenado and Goldschmidt. So, I, look, I'm about it. I don't know what it would cost. I wish he hit left-handed so you could do some matchup work with him. Uh, but I don't think it's likely. But I don't really know. Look, I have, again, none of us none of us can begin to imagine what, what John Lesley lacks working with or what he's going to do. Uh, uh, the front office is in a completely different spot than I've ever been prepared for or to comment on at a time when the economy of baseball in the world is in flux. And I don't understand any of that either. So I'm just along for the ride here. And I would recommend that everyone else goes along for the ride. Sure, speculate. Sure, have fun with it. Uh, maybe this is a time where we don't live in the real world and we get excited about potential. But for me to think that I have any gauge of what the market or what John Mazelik is going to do or where their interests might lie is, is it's preposterous. I, I don't have any idea. And I love that. I love it. I don't feel like I'll, I feel like I can be caught off guard by everything. And that's pretty cool. Uh, seven underscore Brent says, can Turner play second base for a year? LOL. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Turner could. And I'm anxious to see what happens there. Uh, Justin Turner would be a great addition to the St. Louis Cardinals. Quinn, flower delivery to Mo was legendary. There, there, there will never be anything like Quinn sending Mo flowers uh, and then the Cardinals social media saying, we got him. That was it, just an amazing, amazing moment. Jay Duda says, Starling Marte midseason. You know, we'll see what happens with the Marlins and how good they are in 2021. But yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's the kind of player that you could see the Cardinals, if they don't add this offseason and they do stick with their internal options, that's the kind of player that the Cardinals could make a trade for. Jay Gunter 15 says, who's the second best team in the Central? Uh, to me, it's the Cubs. Look, uh, losing Darvish sucks. They still have to, their bullpen's kind of crappy. I like the addition of Jack Peterson. I actually like Trevor Williams better than I like Jose Quintana or John Lester. So I think that they did well there. I, I think uh, uh, Alzale, whose name I'm mispronouncing and butchering, uh, I, I like him a lot too. Um, but uh, like, I still don't think that they're really that terrible of a team. I don't think that it's as much of a rollover situation. Now, trading you Darvish, as our good friend Adam Butler likes to point out, to trade the pitcher that was responsible for more than half of your team pitching war is a huge, huge blow. Uh, Zach Davies isn't going to do that. Trevor Williams isn't going to do that. Uh, uh, Alberto Alzale, or whose name I'm butchering again, uh, he's not going to be able to do much about that. But uh, it's something, right? Like maybe losing Lester and Quintana is actually addition by subtraction in this particular situation. I I'm still going with the Cubs. And as a matter of fact, 
I could see a situation in which the Cubs are. I don't know. It's a one A. It could. I imagine a situation in which it's a one A one B because I'm so worried about getting my own excitement level for the season up so high that I'm disappointed when it doesn't meet it. So that's where my brain is at right now. If you want to know a little bit about my the psychology of Kyle, uh, Jimmy Fleming fifty says Ken Burns baseball on MLB Network now. Still sad that O four team ran into a team of destiny. Uh, yeah, that O four team is the best team of my lifetime. The O five team was great. Um, Again, there's been some really good teams between 04 and and then, but that 04 team was easily the best Cardinal team that I feel like I've ever watched. You know, at that point, I was born in 1986. I was 18 years old. I just gra- I was graduating high school at that point. Uh, I'm fucking old now, but uh, what I'm getting at is that was at a, like an amazing team at a formative time in my life. So you're gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to have an argument out of me that that's not the best team that the Cardinals have fielded in my lifetime. John Greco says, I'd rather acquire a number two than an outfield bat. And I get that. And I would like for them to just keep acquiring and acquiring and acquiring. And I don't think I have any grounds to be specific about what I want them to acquire. uh, Other than to say that I just want them to keep getting as good and as good and as talented and as deep as possible. I definitely, because of their pitching depth, understand prioritizing uh, uh, a bat over pitching. But I also understand wanting more pitching when you're talking about still trying to figure out stuff about the outfield options that you have internally. Golf78 says, do you think the Cards have the best probability to win their division in the NL? Yeah, yeah, because the Mets and the Braves are pretty tough. Uh, and then the Dodgers. No, I still think that I bet the Dodgers still have a better chance of winning their division, even with the, the, the improvements that the Padres have made. I still think the gap between the Dodgers and the Padres, although in my mind they're 1A and 1B in the National League, is further away than the gap between the Cardinals and, and the Cubs. So I'll still say the Dodgers. But again, it's it's basically splitting hairs at that point. Oh boy. Adam Van Grack asks the question that I was hoping that I would not get ever uh, up. So we'll, we'll answer, answer it anyways. Let me get a drink of water. By the way, I'm 45 questions behind. I'm going to get to it. But Adam Van Grack asks, will there be a Dirty 35 this year? And what I will tell you is up until this week, I had no desire at all to do a Dirty 35. As a matter of fact, I uh, don't want to write ever again. If I could never write again, I'd be happy. But something happened earlier in the week while talking to Vala Vineyards, uh, the farmer Vala. And all of a sudden, I'm writing pages and pages and pages and pages of notes on Cardinals prospects and doing a list. So I don't know. The answer to is there going to be a dirty 35 this year? The answer is I don't know. Uh, there probably will be some type of variation of it. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see. Look, it's so hard for me to say anything about Cardinals prospects, specifically uh, after a 2020 season that was completely lost for them. But uh Maybe we'll have something, maybe we won't. Uh, here's what I think about the Dirty 35 is without having a year to evaluate talent, the Dirty 35, like, there's no way to be unbiased. So if I do the Dirty 35, I'm going to take out everybody that I don't want to take out, and it's going to be my list of my top 35 favorite prospects in the organization. It's not going to have anything to do with who's going to be what or whatever. It's going to be my top 35 favorites, uh, which means that, you know, Dylan Carlson's already a major leaguer. He's not on the list. And I like Zach Thompson better than I like Nolan Gorman. I like Zach Thompson better than I like 
uh, 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 Matthew Libertor. I like Yvonne Herrera better than I like any of them. So that's what my Dirty 35 is going to look like if I do it. And there's no guarantees that I am. Look, if somebody, again, if somebody wants to be an intern and socially socially distance from me while I dictate nonsense to them, I, I can do that. I don't want to write because I'm fucking terrible at it. Uh, I'm not I'm not good at it. I don't provide any type of information uh, uh, because I ramble like a jackass and I try to be funnier than I am. And it doesn't come across well. So the answer to the long-winded answer of will there be a Dirty 35 this year is up until this week, the answer was absolutely not. And now here we are working on it. Uh, Y'all don't disappoint from flame, your homie, y'all don't deserve Nolan. We probably don't. No one deserves Nolan Arenado. He's too good for all of us. 68 Inches and Ugly says, just open a bottle of a Lagavulin. Cheers. Yeah, to all of my people drinking the real booze, I'm drinking beer tonight. I'm drinking a Dragon's Milk Solera uh, from New Holland. Uh, but to all my my people celebrating the Nolan Arenado acquisition by the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Arenado, Arenado, Nolan Arenado, 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 uh, we raise our glass. Oh, son of a bitch. Mo's algorithm just took Trevor Bauer in our, our, our uh, uh, pad, uh, pad uh, uh, best ball league thing. Uh, I'm on the clock. I've got two picks. Let's see. We've got uh, a bunch of people on the board. Do you think Cincinnati's going to trade Luis Castillo? What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, Seven Brent says, remember when Piscata got drilled three times in one inning? I was at that game. James goes, boom, says, come to Springfield. Beers at Ebbets on me. Man, I haven't been to Ebbets since I was a teenager, uh, I think. Uh, or a, a newly uh, spawned 21-year-old. And I would love that, uh, James Goes Boom. That would, I'm, I'm about it. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Jimmy Fleming says, Seth Beer, we love Seth Beer. You guys know I'm pro Seth Beer here ever since his days as a prep out, or a prep player and then as a first baseman outfielder at Clemson. 68 Inches and Ugly says, I think it's pretty clear they don't need to give up either Lib or Gorman for any talent, and I don't think they will either. M. Wright 92 says, I would be happy... With 240 and 15 home runs from Bader. And I think a lot of people are like that. I think it just depends on how well all the other outfielders are performing. If you're getting, like, minor league average uh, uh, Dylan Carlson, then you could probably get away with that from Harrison Bader. If he's playing the D that he was playing in 2019. Uh, probably not the D that he was playing in 2020, though. It's a very delicate balance. And I understand why people would feel that way. I just think that there's a way to maximize Harrison Bader. And I think that that has something to do with using Justin Williams as well. Oh, oh boy, we almost lost the microphone in beer. Flame, your homie says, dude, get this straight right now. It's Arenado, not Arenado. I know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm an asshole. I apologize about that. Shiltface says, if Bader hits 30 home runs, I'll send Quinn Flowers. That's funny stuff. Uh, Zach is no longer here, but he says, wait, was Gombert just in here? Uh, Rumsfeld says, bring us James Paxton. I would be, uh, I would be very, very happy with James Paxton. Says, uh, uh, Jimmy Fleming says, Irving Lopez and Delvin Perez, 2027. Uh, Irving Lopez is a really good utility player that plays mostly second, who I like just a little bit less than I like Brendan Donovan at second. I'm still pro Brendan Donovan. And then Delvin Perez looks like he put on a bunch of weight. Um, somebody, and I don't remember who, tweeted me a picture of his Instagram post where he put on weight. And we knew that entering last year he had put on weight, but it looks like he put on more muscle, which is good. That's the one knock on Delvin. He can't be real thin and be a major leaguer. So to see him adding weight, adding muscle, they're all positive things. And uh, anyways, what I'm getting at is that would be really awesome to have both Irving Lopez and Delvin Perez make an impact with the Cardinals in some capacity in the near future. Uh, 
on a pennant-winning team. Uh, anything other than that is probably a letdown. Golf78 says, when O'Neal, when O'Neal, Bader, Carlson, Yachty, Goldie, Nato, uh, DeYoung, Edmund play, is that the best defense in the NL? Uh, you know, without having intimate knowledge of any other team, yeah. Yeah, I'll say absolutely. Zach uh, says, are you trying to scare away the new Rockies pad fan? Absolutely. Uh, Jay Hauser says, Anthony Santander would be a semi-interesting target. He just uh, went through the uh, arbitration hearing or whatever and is only making $2.1 million. So another really interesting potential trade target for the St. Louis Cardinals. JP Hill says, uh, maybe you answered this already, but could Norman play left at an acceptable level? Yeah, I absolutely think so. Maybe one of the things that gets lost about, because uh, Nolan Gorman's a big boy, right? He's big and strong, uh, kind of that country strength. And he's tall. He's like six foot three. And entering the draft, there was some talk about him not being able to stick at third because of his size. And he's kind of clunky with his feet. Well, he's worked to be less clunky with his feet. He's definitely going to stick at third. But he's more athletic uh, than he's given credit for. And I think it's because of his pre-draft uh, scouting reports. He could definitely play left field. As a matter of fact, I think there's an argument to be made that he'd probably be a pretty good right fielder if put in that position. His arm's stronger than anybody gives him credit for, which is beyond me because I've been talking about for two years now about how strong that arm is. I don't know who gave him, like, average grades at the draft that's wild to me because it's way better than that it's i mean i would say it's a really good arm uh but yeah look i think you could be i think you'd be more than adequate in left and i think you'd be okay and right developing into something maybe above okay and right uh with give, given enough reps think about it like this like steven piscotti right steven piscotti probably could have been a pretty good right fielder if he would have started playing the outfield uh as an early 20-year-old rather than a 22 or 23-year-old. Uh, and there were times when Stephen Piscotty showed the potential to be a really good outfielder. Uh, it was just a matter of getting the reps. But, uh, yeah, so I do. I absolutely think so. Hold on. Let me let me do something real fast. Uh, I got to do some drafting. Uh, what do you think about starting the lineup with Carlson, Goldie, Arenado, DeYoung, at one, two, three, four. Yeah, I'm about it. Look, I I would not be opposed at all to Carlson, Goldie, Arenado, DeYoung, one, two, three, four. Uh, I would like a situation in which they have some guy who can get on base ahead of Carlson, and Carlson hits two, Arenado hits three, and Goldie hits four. But I just want as much uh, uh, of as many at bats from Goldie, Carlson, and Arenado as possible, and that would do it. Jimmy Fleming says OT would have been a perfect two or five hole hitter in this lineup. Again, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know what to say uh, other than to say, you know, to, cheers to anybody who's gone way before they should go. Uh, yeah, you know, it sucks. Mr. Ackerman is the best. Now, uh, Quinn says Tom is the best. Mr. Ackerman is the best. Quinn actually got uh, Mr. Ackerman to sign his prospects after Dark Hat with me. And I'll be honest, that is a keepsake that I would love to have, and I wish that I would have had it happen. Shieldface says, of Woodford, uh, of woodworking, are you talking about? Uh, so, boy, that's how far behind we are. We're talking about woodworking. God, I'm really behind, guys. 37 messages. I am so sorry. I promise I am working to try to get to them as fast as I can. Uh, 68 Inches and Ugly says, everyone talking about Nolan Gorman moving, but I'm over here wondering about Jordan Walker. Don't worry about Jordan Walker. Let him play third base for as long as possible. Uh, that's a whole different world that Jordan Walker is entering. We don't have typical minor league baseball. Uh, there's a whole new level of minor leagues. He's probably going to be an instructs. He's probably going to be in the Gulf Coast League in 2021. 
Uh, if not, they can put them at Palm Beach, which is now the low level A, and Peoria is now the high level A, uh, and they can get reps. But don't don't worry about Jordan Walker. He's got plenty of work to do. Uh, it's funny, you know, when you think about it, Jordan Walker is an 18 year old. There are seven years left in Nolan Gorman's contract, or in Nolan Aaron, Nolan Arenado's contract. Uh, there's actually a situation in which Jordan Walker could replace uh, Nolan Arenado. Uh, maybe even better than Nolan Gorman could, the same way that Avon Herrera could probably replace Yachty on a timeline better than Kiz or Kelly could. So, uh, again, let's let's not worry about Jordan Walker, and I love where your mind's at, but anything could happen. 68 Inches and Ugly says Gorman will be playing second just like Carpenter. Uh, it could happen. Now, Naro's 12 1230 says, interesting. Nothing about what I say ever is interesting. Jimmy Fleming 50 says, do you move Jordan Walker off third? No. No, look, I'm not moving anyone off a third just yet. Remember, you still have to get through two opt-outs before you do anything. And Jordan Walker has, I mean, people were surprised that the Cardinals drafted him 21st overall because he still has a big hole in his swing. Uh, as a lot of prep, uh, prep players have, he has to work it out. Let's not worry about Jordan Walker. Let's let him stick at third for as long as possible. A lot of scouts always viewed his future at first anyways, which again, you talk about lining up as a successor for Paul Goldschmidt. There you go. Uh, but that's how far into the future we're talking about Jordan Walker potentially being uh, a type of major league impact player. So don't worry about Jordan Walker and what position he plays just yet. Let him play third as often as possible. Cardinals chat 18 says, I hear that Fowler will be a free agent in the year. Wonder if he would like what he would look like as a Cardinal. That's fun. I like that. Uh, Sheiks, or Shecky ZX Zed says to Dex. Yeah. To, uh, to first off to Z Ed, I raised my glass. One of my favorite Twitter follows. Uh, uh, who's also in the, I think, Marvel chat and the Star Wars chat that C70 put together, uh, but also one of my favorite Twitter follows. To you, sir, I raise my glass. 68 Inches and Ugly says, I think Edmund ends up playing the outfield more than all of them. I think as the roster is currently constructed, I think you're talking about the outfielders playing more than Edmund at second base, but uh, maybe by the end of the year, not so. And if there's another addition, then absolutely not. Uh unless that addition is at second base, which would move Edmund to the outfield. And also, well, it, we'll stay there. Quinn says, uh, in the day after the Miller start, Arenado broke up a Wayno no-hitter. Boy, you talk about going down memory, memory, memory lane. There you go. Boy, I'm, let me get some water. I'm sorry. I, you can tell I'm not super drunk off booze because I'm stumbling all over myself. I'm in my own head thinking about what I'm saying, which is something I never do. Uh, boy, this is weird. What an embarrassment I am. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, blah. Do you see any upside for, uh, from Adam Blackburn 32, do you see any upside for O'Neal? Or is he pretty much what we've seen so far? No, I see, I still see a ton of upside for Tyler O'Neal. Look, he, look at how hard he worked to become a gold glove outfielder. He's a hard worker. He's a smart kid and a hard worker. Look at how hard he worked to lower his K rate and raise his walk rate. There is a version of Tyler O'Neill that we haven't seen yet that has the batted ball profile of 2019 and the walk strikeout rate of 2020 together. And when that happens, if it happens, which it might not happen, but I think it will happen, then uh, the Cardinals are in good shape. And I hope that he gets enough at bats for us to get a chance to see it happen. And also with Nolan Arenado, it takes a little pressure off of him to make it happen right away. Uh, Goff says, Arenado to Nolan Arenado. To Nolan Arenado, we raise our glass. Got him. 
Three Run Jack says, yes. Super excited about 2021 baseball. Yeah, uh, so I was fortunate enough because my lovely brother Scott to be able to go to the Blues game on Tuesday night uh, and to be in the stands for a live sporting event is surreal and it is heartwarming and it was one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had in over a full calendar year. And to think that we're going to get a chance to have that with the Cardinals in just four months or three months or two months, depending on when fans are allowed back in. And it looks like they'll be allowed back in April, uh, even in a, a, a minimal capacity. That is a positive and it's exciting. Uh, and I cannot wait for that. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that. Cards Chat 18 says, Ben Intendi seems likely to you. Uh, and what package do you think it would re would require? You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I would think that the Red Sox would have to want to make somewhat of a one-for-one -one trade. Uh, there, I don't think it's going to be like somebody asked about Carpenter and O'Neill for Benintendi. I don't think that gets it done. Uh, not unless the Cardinals are willing to eat a bunch of Carpenter's contract. And I don't see that happening. Again, I have no idea. Um, but, uh. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. Do Does it seem likely to you? It doesn't seem likely to me. Anything could happen. And at this very moment, I don't know enough about what Mr. Mozeliak has up his sleeves. And I can't anticipate enough of what Mr. Mozeliak has up his sleeves to have any idea about what might be coming at us in the near future. But yes, he's, a, he's a, an intriguing outfield option that I would love, that I personally would love to see added to the mix. Uh, Quinn is quick to point out that he's kind of just like Dexter Fowler and their statistical uh, analysis to prove that. And that's really interesting to me, uh, but he'd be cheaper than that. So it's whatever. Uh, Drew Harlan says, am I crazy thinking Justin Williams finishes the season right against right-handed pitchers? I think his, I like his potential. Yeah. I, I, I think you're crazy to think he ends the season in right. I think more than likely he ends the season in left because I think Dylan Carlson is going to be your everyday right fielder uh, uh, more or less. Uh, Todd says Cubs DFA'd Max Schrock. We've talked about that a bunch, Todd. Uh, Goff says, I so badly want to see Bro Neal put it all together. He seems like such a great dude. Yeah, me too. Look, I, I love Tyler O'Neill. Uh, I'm pulling for him in the biggest way. I am biased. And I would recommend that everybody who's still in Prospects After Dark right now that ever hears me talk about Tyler O'Neill understands my bias. Is And I'm trying my hardest to imply it. Uh, I, well, it's implied, rather. I'm trying my hardest to, to um, articulate it. Uh, when I can, because I'm so into that guy. Uh, boy, don't clip that little bit off. I, I respect that guy for what he's done, what he's been through, and what he's capable of being. And I think that that's a dynamic bat that could, I mean, honestly, like, could be even better than what we've seen out of the best of Paul DeYoung. Shieldface says, Cardinals front office must have got their $600. Uh, yeah, somebody mentioned last week on Prospects After Dark that maybe the Cardinals front office uh, had invested in GameStop. And that's why uh, they had got to the point where they were, uh, uh, you know, making moves. Hold on. I got to – I'm just going to draft him. Who cares? I don't care at all. I'm drafting Bo Bichette with my second pick. Uh, I've drafted Walker Bueller and Bo Bichette, and I will re regret all of it. Graham says, 2011-2013 uh, had pretty good cards teams. Yeah, but that 20, 2014 was just – it was ridiculous. Uh, Goff says, please do a Dirty 35. I love it. Dirty 35 to return. We need it. DM Jim says, how am I just now watching for the first time? Love the vibe. Hey, DM Jim. For, to you, welcome to Prospects After Dark. I'm glad that you're here. I hope you're really enjoying yourself. Uh, it's a weird thing that we do, but look, we are we are a group 
that is very much about accepting everyone. So welcome to Prospects After Dark. Have some fun, drink some beer, talk about the thing we love, uh, and try not to have too bad of a hangover tomorrow morning. Our good friend Eric B says, uh, you're not riding again while I understand you wouldn't want to. It would be a huge loss for us. Eric B, that means a lot to me coming from you specifically. Uh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, it means a lot coming from everyone, but it means a lot coming from you. Thank you for saying that. <sighs> Jimmy Fleming 50 says, isn't that what MLB does anyway? I can't imagine what you're talking about there. We're 25 messages behind. Hey, Steel says, Kyle, we love you. Dirty 35 or not. It's the avocado head. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. We really saw how much of an avocado my head is last week when the camera stuck on the flip. You could really see this narrowing along with this fatness. And my head is definitely an avocado. I would imagine that there are more uh, elect electrons firing in the seat of an avocado than my brain, as demonstrated by this particular episode of Prospects After Dark. Uh, but Steele, I love you too, bud. Uh, to your lovely daughter, uh, Tegan, who is one of the one of the, the kids of Prospects After Dark, we raise our glass to the Orwick family. Boy, it doesn't do a whole lot of good to stop drinking beer or to uh, stop drinking bourbon when you're just going to drink a bunch of beer. Uh, tonight's second beer is a Peroni uh, because I'm a classy Italian whore is what I am. Uh, Jimmy Fleming says with the picking list, uh, what's Herrera's MLB comp? I, I got nothing. I'm not going to give you an MLB comp for Herrera. And the reason I'm not going to do it is because you were talking about a teenager playing at Palm Beach. Uh, I said that I think his back could be something like Edgar Renteria. I think he could be the catching version of Edgar Renteria. So whatever that is, uh, that's what I think Avon Herrera's ultimate upside is. Who that is at the major league level, I don't know. You're talking about a catcher who's still trying to develop a lot uh, behind the plate, even though you can see the raw tools as a as an everyday catcher. So, I, again, that's why losing the 2020 season is so goddamn hard with these players because what exactly can you say, what exactly can you do uh, without having seen them and being able to evaluate them? Uh, let's see. Uh, real fast, Todd says, I don't think Kyle knows these back-to-back -back picks. I just couldn't decide who to pick, and obviously I'm busy. Uh, Victoria says, you're, uh, thank you, Victoria. Oh, hey, you uh, supply the L. Uh, uh, Jeff Niehaus says, finishing off the Michners to you, Jeff. Good for you. That's a whole week of Michners that you had. Michners is a delicious whiskey that I would recommend everybody gets at uh, to you. Todd asks, can you pick and pat at the same time? I just did, bro. Uh, uh, Jimmy Fleming says, Arenado, Arnod, Arena, Aren, R, R, uh, uh, D, uh, D, uh, Dad, uh, Dad, uh, Daddy. <laughs> Jimmy Fleming, that might be my favorite message ever on Prospects After Dark. I hope I did it justice. MFK, the shirt, the three shirts behind you. Uh, so our first shirt is the bird shirt that Cards Gift sent me. Uh, nearly everything in my apartment is basically just from Cardinals gifts at this point, if I haven't whittled it out of wood. Uh, and then shirt number two is a Prospects After Dark shirt, and then the Langford jersey I'm already married to. So it becomes, who do you marry and who do you kill out of this? Uh, I kill Prospects After Dark on more levels than you guys could ever imagine, and I'm Barry Birds on the black. Uh, Trey Mancini would be interesting. Bat I would love the Cardinals to acquire Trey Mancini. You talk about a guy, so in my mind, uh, they didn't go through the same thing, but because of the medical issues that they went through, Trey Mancini, Trey Mancini and Mitch Hanniger are on the same level there. I would love for the Cardinals to acquire uh, Mancini from the Orioles or Hanniger from, from Seattle. 
because they're both guys who have uh, the ability to battle through everything thrown at them to get back to the major league level, which is great. And also they were productive before they had to deal with their various medical, their, their differing medical issues for Haniger. I think it was levels of a uh, hernia. I, I think that, I mean, just terrible, terrible levels of a hernia. And Mancini was dealing with cancer treatment. If I'm, unless I'm wrong, uh, look, I love both of those guys. Uh, I would be all on board for the Cardinals uh, acquiring Trey Mancini or Mitch Haniger. Benjamin Orr says, bring on Paxton. Again, for me, I'd probably take Paxton over Odorizzi. Uh, I don't care about the lefty-righty thing. That doesn't mean anything to me. I just think that Paxton has shown the ability to be maybe a little bit better than Odorizzi has. But again, for me, maybe the, the do or die there would be, give me the guy who's on the deal for, for less years. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Swollen Gorman. Swollen Gorman. <coughs> that is Nolan Gorman. Nice to have the trash can there. Nice to have the refrigerator there. Not good for the background noise. James goes boom said, who is Ron Swanson of the 2021 Cardinals? So who's the guy who wants to do as little work as possible, who hates government bureaucracy, who doesn't believe in the government helping people, who doesn't believe in uh, uh, like tree hugging hippies? Who would that be? Who is the ultimate man's man who would eat bacon for every meal? Uh, who would crawl back to their their ex non-stop uh other than me it either be yadi or wayno one of the two right uh, i got nothing golf 78 says is it a big deal flaherty and cards are arguing about nine hundred thousand dollars does it hurt us to sign him long term uh, i look i can't the whole um arbitration situation with flaherty specifically in the cardinals the, the arbitration hearing is, and we've heard Tommy Pham talk about it. We've, taught, we've heard many, many major leaguers talk about how brutal the arbitration hearings can be uh, and, and how it hurts like their own personal ego when they hear their team talking down about their abilities in order to get them at a lower salary. So if it gets to a hearing, I definitely think it could hurt. Um, but, you know, look, so many people have gone through the arbitration process that I mean, I don't know what to say about it. It's part of the process. Uh, will it hurt the Cardinals to sign them long-term? I think that they would say that right now it would. And I think there's reason to both do it and to hold off. But uh, I would feel more comfortable about... Look, I love Jack Flaherty. I want Jack Flaherty to be, a, to be a Cardinal for as long as possible. And I just think right now, coming off of the season that we just had, it's really hard to have a feeling about the type of pitcher he's going to be moving on uh, or, or the type of situation that that relationship is in. It really feels like to me, and it's always felt like to me, that Jack Flaherty is going to try to get as much money as possible, as often as possible, and probably reach free agency. And if that's the case, if that's really been his outlook the entire time, which is just speculation on my part here, which would be very much off base and probably is, then uh, it doesn't really matter if he's going to be squabbling over $900,000 or not right now. Quinn says, I got to get the pad hat with Ackerman's autograph, JSA authenticated. That'd be amazing. Cardsfan022 says, should expect a good season from DeYoung. A lot less pressure on him now. I hope so. The Cardinals are going to need Paul DeYoung to be uh, him at his best, in my opinion. Uh, Cardsclone says, did we trade Fowler to clear the way for Trajan Fletcher? Boy, I wish that you, like, you're joking. You did the crying face. But I can promise you that my DMs have been asking me similar questions. Not about Trey Fletcher, luckily, but some surprising questions that I don't think anybody would believe. 
Uh, Steel Orwix says, oh my OMG, there's a Marvel chat. Uh, yeah, look, uh, Steel, uh, I'll reach out to SC70 and see if you want to be a part of that. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Martinez Hook says to Colton Wong, look, uh, we, we did it a couple months back when Colton Wong was released by the Cardinals when they uh, bought his contract out. But to Colton Wong, just an amazing St. Louis Cardinal who tried to do everything he could to get underneath, uh, to get into Mike Matheny's good graces, and it never really seemed to happen or to, to gain the trust of Mike Matheny. And then once Matheny got fired and Schilt took over, he immediately had the trust of Mike Schilt, and we saw how good Colton Wong could be. So to Colton Wong, who was a great St. Louis Cardinal, a great Cardinal draft pick, the best second baseman defensively I've ever seen, I raise my glass. Thank you for your years of service to the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, and uh, thank you for being awesome. Uh, to you. <sighs> Pretty terrific. Uh, to Scott Seaball, says James goes boom. Luke Turner says, so jealous, man. I want to go to a game so bad, bringing on some normalcy. We're all ready for that normalcy, no doubt. Uh, Quinn says, and don't forget the Blues tweeted about you yelling. That is a fact. So I am, I was easily the loudest person in Scott Trade. Our enterprise, and I am almost 100% certain that the person yelling Let's Go Blues was me, because after I got done yelling it and yelling it and yelling it, everybody was staring at me, and my brother Scott was embarrassed. Shieldface says, I kind of want to slam some beers uh, with Terrell Owens. Uh, <laughs> Nighthawk says, when are you coming to Denver, Denver after the pandemic? Uh, I would love Denver. The only time I've ever spent in Denver was uh, moving my brother Scott, or my brother, my brother Scott. Uh, when I moved my brother, when I helped move my brother Michael, to Portland. We stopped in Denver, got there at midnight, stayed overnight. I broke my glasses right outside of Denver, uh, uh, broke them right down here. We woke up at six o'clock in the morning. It had snowed its ass off. Uh, woke up at six o'clock in the morning, got to Home Depot, tried gluing them together. It didn't work. Uh, and then drove out of Denver at like seven in one of the most treacherous days of my entire life, easily the scariest day of my entire existence. So hopefully one of these days, uh, uh, we can find our way to Denver and come visit you, Nighthawk, Ashley and I. Uh, Steel says, you took you took Boo, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, Bo. Yeah, I did. I took Bo Bichette. I'm sorry about that. I was staring at that list a little bit, and I couldn't decide who to draft Steel. My bad. Drew Harlan says, O'Neal and Reyes are stocks to buy to the moon. I love it. I love it. I love it. Is this thing on? <laughs> From Nick, What's up, Nick? How are you? Uh, Peroni, man. I love Peroni. Seven Brent says, would you think a salary cap in the MLB would be better for a sport uh, of baseball? Again, I'm one of these guys who think the salary floor is better for the sport of baseball than the salary cap. M, M. Bush U86 says, bro, love the Langford jersey. So the legend of the Langford jersey is my brother Jim gave me that. It allegedly came from the, and it has a little tag on it on the other side, but it came from the 1993 or 1990. Oh, hold on. God damn it. It's going to fall from the 1993 spring training St. Louis Cardinals, and it allegedly came off of Ray Langford's back. I don't know if it did or not. I'm sure he bought it down there. But uh, anyways, that's a legend. We love it. And uh, to my brother, Jim, my brother, Jim's lovely and loyal friends, uh, and uh, maybe my first understanding of community and how you can build a family through friends. <laughs> SCL Sports Central says, when is Quinn sending you your flowers? The one thing I know for sure is that if Quinn says he's going to send flowers, if you tempt Quinn to send flowers, he's going to do it. Uh, Drew Harlan says, so glad you mentioned Mancini. Mancini writes, yeah, uh, I like Trey, uh, Trey Mancini a lot. And again, I like Mitch Hanniger a lot. C70 says, hey, what's up, Daniel? How are you? 
This thing is still going on. I've done an extra long podcast in the span. Look, I'm still 11. I've, I still have yet to get to all of the messages. I'm still 11 behind. And once we get to 11, I can finally end this thing. But we are. We are at like an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, to Daniel Shotsaw, who doesn't drink, Dan's, I, Daniel's the best. Uh, to you, your puns make my skin crawl. <laughs> uh, but everything else about you is admirable. I uh, thought I read somewhere where Flaherty said it's him. Uh, it's not him versus the cards. It's him versus baseball. Uh, yeah, and that's probably the case. And that really is the case. As a matter of fact, the arbitration system needs to end. There's got to be a better way to get these kids to free agency uh, without it being such a nasty and, uh, and mucky process. Uh, Golf78 says, I'm sad we won't have a full stadium to give Wong the ovation he deserves. Uh, not immediately. But I would imagine that as soon as we get a full stadium, he's going to get the ovation he deserves. You know, we, we talked about it like Daniel Descalso would come and get a standing ovation every time he batted, right? So don't be surprised if every time Colton Wong bats for a couple of years, he's getting a standing ovation. Goff asks, who plays more innings at second this year, Edmund or Carpenter? I'll say Edmund. Jimmy Fleming says, hoping I can see Sandy versus Cardinals in Miami during the second week of the season. I hope you can see it too, Jimmy Fleming. Uh, to all of the people in Florida. S. Uh, Feistel says, love Coors when we went two years ago. I've never been to Coors. I've got to go to Coors. Uh, so there you go, Nighthawk. We're going to have to make a trip. Uh, Luke Turner says, I broke my glasses right outside of Denver. Probably going to be a top 10 country yet. Yeah, no doubt about it. If uh, that racist, uh, whatever the hell his name is, or uh, 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 Wallen or whatever the fuck that guy is who looks like Bono, if he wrote a song, I'll write it for him. He'll sing it. He'll end up getting a bunch of downloads update the beer is gone on to the hard stuff what are you what's the hard stuff jimmy fleming like a woman again uh drew harlan says i think it froze when you covered herrera comp probably uh boo you need to drink more uh boo how are you montero got traded i wouldn't say i'm sad montero got traded i get why they moved him i just hope he gets a chance to rake for colorado you know i i root for that kid i like him a lot when i watched him in the midwest mess the midwest league as a 20 year old I've never been as impressed with a minor leaguer's ability to cover the plate, to have uh, to make adjustments, to have a plan at the plate. It just blew me away about how advanced that young man was. So to see him struggle so bad with Springfield one year later, there's way more to him. He just needs to calm down at the dish and feel comfortable in his abilities. And uh, I think he's going to be fine. And I really hope he gets a chance to rake for Colorado. <laughs> Cardinals fan 022 says, Mo is wonderful for highway robbery. Now, they're not flowers, but I am in a raise. One of our last toasts tonight are going to be to John Mazalak uh, for procuring Nolan Arenado. And over the last couple of years, both Paul Goldschmidt and Marcelo Zuna, uh, we get frustrated with Mo, specifically when he top heavies the minor league system and doesn't give those guys, and maybe this is more Mike Schilt than anything, but doesn't give those guys a chance to prove themselves, and then all of a sudden when they prove themselves, it's just them trying to prove themselves and not a whole lot else around them. Uh, but anyways, I'm just what I'm getting at, what I'm saying is, to John Mazzei, like, I raise my glass. Uh, another year, another trade worth getting excited about. And Quinn says, one time I went to Coors and saw Holland blow a safe. Uh, you're a gem, Quinn. Uh, Jimmy says, and Jimmy Fleming says, if Yachty is behind the plate, is Wong on hug watch? Oh, I hope so. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't think so, but I would hope so. Shield Face says, I can't wait for the first full stadium standing O and curtain call for Arenado. It's going to be an awesome moment. 
Seven Brent says, PNC Park is absolutely beautiful. I've never been to PNC. That is definitely number one on my list of stadiums that I haven't been to that I want to go to. Benjamin Orr says, who's going to fill our 40-man ideas? I don't think there's a reason to fill the 40-man. It's always good to enter the season with open 40-man spots. I think 37 is Yachty. 38 might be Brad Miller, but 37 is Yachty. And then maybe 38 is Max Schrock. Maybe 38 is Brad Miller. Maybe you get to 39. But I love the idea of entering camp with a spot or two open. Cardsfan022 says, imagine an Arenado ovation as well as a stadium will explode. It'd be amazing. James Goes Booms Goes says, Safeco Field is great. Got to hug Mariner Moose. I've always wanted to go to Safeco. Seattle is my favorite city in that I've been to. Look, I've been, been to Boston a bunch. been to New York. I've been to L.A. I've been to Portland. I've been to Seattle. I've been to Memphis. I've been to, I've been to so many cities, but... Uh, Seattle is my favorite city, and I would I would go to Safeco uh, in a heartbeat um, if given the opportunity. I just haven't had a chance. What can we expect from Michaelis this year? I do not know. I I know that's like it's a cop out. I'm just going to be honest. I do not know what to expect out of Miles Michaelis, and I'm definitely worried about him coming off of the year that he the the the, the lost season that he had because of injury. There were a lot of things to be concerned about before he got injured, and hopefully. The injury is what caused those things, and he's over it, and he's healthy. But what can you expect from him? I don't know. Remember, you're talking about a guy who the Cardinals had one good year from uh, coming off of his time in Japan as kind of an ace in in, uh, in in Asia. And then all of a sudden, he's hurt, and he's not particularly good, and he doesn't pitch good in Milwaukee, which is Flaherty's big weakness too. So I don't know what to expect. I don't think there's other than to hope that he's your number two starter uh, and can tolerate a large workload. Uh, other than that, I have no expectations other than to hope that he can just give you some innings and be some combination of what he was in 2018 and 2019. Is that right? Oh boy. The card should pursue Rosie. think Victoria Dryness thinks the card should pursue Rosie. I'm less inclined to think that they should pursue any relief options because I think they have plenty knocking on the door, but I have no, I'm not opposed to them uh, pursuing Rosie. We need to get you to New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans. Uh, my brother Scott took me when I was really young, uh, like 20, and that was an amazing, amazing time. It's just that for me, at this time in my life, I went to Seattle, thanks to my brother Michael, uh, a couple months back, and it was my favorite place ever. It's just it's so me, the rain, the, I mean, every, it was it, the sound. I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, Cards fan 22 says, can't wait to see a full 162 games for Mr. Carlson. I'm very hopeful that we see 162 from Mr. Carlson. BJ Brittingham says, Max Schrock over other free agents. He's not enthralling to me, maybe cheap. I think that pretty well hits on everything. And to say other free agents might be a bit of a misnomer, maybe in my situation, what I'm saying is um, uh, he could be a part of the options, uh, but we'll see. I just, I just kind of assumed that they would retread that, but uh, I don't think they expected the Cubs to pick them, pick him up when they tried to sneak him through waivers. And now they have like four spots open three. If you count Yachty uh, real fast, I want to get to my pad people before I get to the end of the questions to all the pad people, all my birds on the black people to Tara Wellman and Alex Chris Foley. We're back to chirps. I raised my glass. They're the best. To Ben Cerruti, who's doing conversations with Cerruti. Uh, Ben's an amazing dude who is writing, unlike any of us are on the website. Uh, to Zach Gifford, who also, when he writes, writes better than anyone. To Cardinals Gibson and Chill, who do the graphics and are amazing. Uh, I raise my glass to all the pad people, all the bot B people. 
to the Carlson and the Hicks family. It's Mr. Ackerman for being in here. Uh, we raise our glass. Uh, uh, Aaron, uh, blah, blah, blah. I love Pat. So glad. I'm glad. Goff, I'm glad you're in here. It's not the bright magenta T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Come visit. Um, I love both of those beautiful parks in Seattle. I don't know what it is. Seattle just hit me. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Cheers. Seattle is a great city. The Ballard pinball community is awesome. 100% sure. 100% just cheers a laptop screen. Cheers, cheers. All right. So, again, everybody at Prospects After Dark, everybody at Birds on the Black, I raise my glass. To all of you for being in here. To Nolan Arenado, we raise our glass. To Colton Wong for years of service. To Austin Gomer for years of service. To the outfielders who have an opportunity uh, right now, prior to any other additions being made to the outfield. To the outfielders that have an opportunity, we raise our glass. But more importantly, to all of you who decided to come in here and enjoy us on a Friday night or might be listening to the podcast on a rerun or whatever you want to call it, we raise our glass. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, and that's it. That's Prospects After Dark on a uh, Friday night. Uh, if you watch this, you're part of the Reese Resistance. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're part of the Reese Resistance. People kept asking about the athletic. My answer to that is if the athletic had half of a brain, they would just buy birds on the black from Cardinals gifts and put us under their umbrella, but they don't, they're not going to do that. They're not forward thinking enough for that. Uh, and they're not dialed in. They probably go to Viva Alberto's not to, by the way, JP Hill, Ben Goddard, uh, got our, uh, 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 amazing people. Uh, uh, John LaRue, all three of those guys I love, I would love to be a part of birds on the black. And then, underneath the athletic umbrella. Anyways, what I'm getting at is Birds on the Black is the best. They're the best. Eventually, they have a real minor league guy that isn't me, uh, and then that's when they'll hit it. But uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, my brothers, my mothers, my, my fathers, uh, uh, if you watch this, you're a part of the resistance. As always, family, happy hunting. Go Cardinals. Nolan Arenado is a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, this world's wild and weird and happy hunting.